All right, we are live. Uh, welcome to the Grow Room Diaries. Um, this is our first time having someone from not from the forum on. Um, we're very lucky to have Spartan Grown. Um, I'm fine with him on Instagram, but I'll let him introduce himself. Um, real excited to talk to him. Um, he's grown over in America, so it's going to be a completely different vibe to what we're normally used to. Obviously, we've got GMO, myself, um, as always. So, Spartan, you want to let everyone know uh, what you're about and, and who you are? Yeah, first of all, I've got to say thanks for, for having me on the show, man. It's, it's an honor to be your first guest, so thank you for that. And uh, I'm a big fan of you guys, man. You, you see me nice lurking, one, lurking in the chat. You know I know, you've been there from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I'm Spartan Grown. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, and uh, I'm a, uh, a home. I'm a home grow. In my home grow, I like to grow organically, and then uh, here in Michigan, in the United States, and then I'm also for my actually for my job. I'm I'm a commercial grower, and uh, there we grow, you know, hydroponically in cocoa. That's, that's a real nice contrast, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's obviously over here, I think the average person will be growing one setup. Obviously, over there, you get to do that. And I'd love to be able to play like that. I know we've got a couple of growers that do do that, but I mean, it's not very limited for space in where we are in the UK with things, obviously. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I can see the difficulties there. <laughs> they would make it <laughs> difficult to try to do that. But man, I would, I would, if you get the chance or if it's possible, it's, you know, so many people like to, as humans, I think it's just, uh something that we inevitably do is we like to form a group it's always this group versus that group yeah yeah. if you can break past that and you can be part of all the groups wow the learning you can get you know what i mean it's it's insane so um i embrace them both man it's like you can do it right if you do it right you can do it any way you want but there's a wrong way to do it too so i mean you can make organics terrible and you can also make synthetics terrible but you can do both of them very well also and there's people that mix the two so i mean yeah yeah until, until i smoke your product and and, and <laughs> you know if i smoke it and i love it then i ain't gonna hate on the way you grew it yeah, unless there's it. you know some some detriment to me like there's a poison in it or something you know but other than that I, i'm not really <laughs> concerned yeah yeah that is i think you, you do get a divide i mean if you see it quite prevalent on the forums with organic and and cocoa you get a real deep set sometimes with uh, people in the way that they look at the you know the, the end products and that but no it's, it's a nice perspective to have and um you know what i find that often happens with that is is like if you ask the like if you see an argument on a form and say for example it's say it's organic versus synthetic an organic guy is getting on a synthetic guy i bet you if you if you asked that organic guy hey have you ever grown synthetic you're gonna get more often than not yeah and it sucked blah 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 and then when i switched to organic it was better but what they don't consider is as well you've had all that experience growing synthetically so you've gained grow experience whether synthetic or not you're, you're gaining experience with the plant you know we can go on and on and on and on you're becoming a better grower and so you switch a system later on where you've already got now you're starting not at the beginning again you've already gained these skills so you're just continuing to grow as a grower so is the other system really better or is it you just got better as a grower? That's a very good point. It is, you know, I'm, I'm myself a guilt me of that. I, I was um, growing in soil full of not organics. It was soil out of a bottle. It was organic bottled nutrients, but we know that's not organic now. And, um, you know, I, I went to cocoa and I started doing very well, but you're right. I, I'd learned by then how to read plants, to read colors, to know when something was too much, too little. So I, I was guilty of that myself and I'm sort of still 
the sort of scared of the soul side of it because of the nightmares that I had. I used to have a wardrobe and they called it the wardrobe of doom. I just killed everything that went in there. But it was in Saw and I never really got the hang of it. But I sort of jumped in feet first. And then when I went to Coco, the, 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 it was more the control side of it. I think it works as well. I've said before that the numbers side, it's like growing by numbers with Coco and, you know, it, you know exactly what's going in. But I've I done that. I used to say, no, no, Saw's not for me. I was just totally against it. And what you just said there made quite a lot of sense in the fact that, you know, I had learned a lot by the time I'd hit Coco. So, well, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. This is what opened my eyes up to that theory is because I'm that guy. You know, I started out in cocoa, synthetic growing. I moved more organic. Uh, and there's steps in organic too. I mean, we could get into that if you wanted to. You know, some people say, oh, it's organic if it's, you know, if you still have the, all the bottles on your shelf, but they're organic. I mean, come on, are you really organic? You know, it, it's not organic <laughs> unless it's regenerative. That, like that's how it is nowadays, man. I was yeah. guilty of that as well. I thought I was organic in the bottle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, everybody. I think what attracted me ultimately to organics is that it's such a broad way. There's so many different ways of organically growing that you can find your niche. You know what I mean? You can find you can find where you're comfortable. You know, if you're coming from hydroponics, it's comfortable to have a bunch of bottles. That's what you know. You know what I mean? And that can get you one step closer to organic, but I'm not going to really be touting and, and, and high-fiving you for organic by, you know, doing the same thing, but just see how they do that is they just take organic molecules and they get them either fermented down or broken down. So they're plant available. So that's basically the same thing as a hydroponic bottle. So it's, yeah. yes, it's organic science. I mean, if you're looking at the definition of the word organic, yes, those nutrients are organic inputs. But you're still growing, in my opinion. This is Spartan Grown's opinion. Nobody else's. It's still kind of a hydroponic mindset. You're still feeding them what you want to give them because it's plant available already. You're not waiting. You don't have to wait for any microbe action to break it down. You could actually literally grow in probably an inert medium with organic nutrients and be completely fine because those organic nutrients that I'm talking about, those bottled, broken down nutrients, yeah. it's just like a hydroponic. So don't. So when I see a form guy growing with like a hydroponic line like that and then they're bashing a person growing synthetically i'm like you're doing the same thing why are you bashing this guy yeah. <laughs> you know your bottles have the exact same elements in man like why are you overreacting exactly it's 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 i don't know it's that's why i try you know i usually end every show at least in the chat i like to hashtag growers love because that's really that's the magic ingredient for one everybody asks me oh what can i do what can i do what's your one tip what give a shit or in other words have some love for the plant you know what i mean yeah, actually yeah. care what you're doing that's the magic ingredient because if you don't give a shit you're not going to do everything that needs to be done so yeah and then the same thing for the community you know if we can just try to man on the way here i'm away here i was like man i'm going to be late i was already noticing in my head i'm getting in a bad mood you know what i'm saying and then i just sat back and i'm like dude we're all stoners. I'm sure they're going to be this is it, mate. five yeah, minutes, yeah. man. <laughs> no, it's all good. So, all so good. you know, good. sometimes you just got to learn to step back, take a breath. It's all good and embrace the grower's love. And then stuff just works out, man. If growing doesn't teach you nothing, it's patience. Because it's like you got three months from seed to harvest. But that's not hard. That's not smoke time. You still got another few weeks after that. Like patience is pushed to the limit. <laughs> that's the uh, that's funny you say that because uh, 
when people do ask me questions like that, like, what's the one thing a grower has to have that's the most important, you know, I usually will answer that. I'll usually say, you know, the most important thing for a grower, in my opinion, is patience, <laughs> because that will make or break you as a grower, especially yeah. an organic grower, because when you're trying to address a deficiency, per se, and sometimes stuff doesn't just like become plant available so fast. It's not like this. There's not a huge amount of quick fixes other than maybe a compost tea or, or some kind of a foliar feed. But yeah, as an organic grower, you have to be really, really patient. But that's something I pride myself in is being patient. So that's that's a strength. That's definitely a strength for a grower is patience. And then if you can kill your ego and if you grow good enough weed, you can kill your ego. <laughs> but if you can kill your ego in a professional setting and operate as a team with a common goal, man, that's the that's the secret right there. I, I couldn't tell you any anything better than that. Or, or like you guys, if you were to, you know, come together, you've, you've kind of, I mean, maybe you're not making any money, you know what I mean? It's, it's a labor of love, but what you guys are doing where you came together, you have this forum in this community where you're helping the people together or whatever, that's sometimes more valuable than any kind of money. But if you can kind of take that mindset into a grow, into a commercial grow, boom. I mean, that's, that's what you need to succeed. I don't care what anybody else says. Yeah. Well, no, I, that's full credit to the forum like I, I came on there with some ugly ass plants and yeah I, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the knowledge I'd, I'd scraped from everybody else who'd kind of done wrong and I fixed my mistakes from their problems like it, sharing that knowledge is what it's about eh yeah and you can see it you can see it happen like live on shows like this you know or like the Mr. Bros Grow show that's the one that we do the most we just we get together and we brainstorm ideas off ourselves you know, live and everybody's watching it too. And we're keeping one eye on chat and, and taking that input too. And how powerful, you know, everybody thinks, Oh, you guys, you know, you're doing such a great service for, you know, spreading this information for everybody. But, you know, I agree with all of that. And I, that extends to you guys too, for what you're doing. And, but at the same time, we get something out of this too. It's not a selfish endeavor for us. You know, we are getting the, you know, that's a huge power to have. You can take one picture of a problem on your plant that you've never seen before, but just because you haven't seen it before, doesn't mean a hundred people on forum haven't seen it. You know, yeah. one of those people is going to see it and they can give, steer you in the right direction and save you days, days on, 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 on diagnosing a problem. And that's huge, man. That's huge. So many gray hairs saved. Or especially <laughs> autos, you know, you lose days in autos. That's terrible. <laughs> you know, that's a fixed number. It's, it's, it's what you say about the forums is you can jump 10 steps and it's not about jumping 10 steps but if you said about patience earlier I want to say that that comes with experience I think I think we've all been that it's, it's more the excitement that becomes the impatience when you're a new grower and it's all new especially when you first realize you can do it like over, I remember when I first started doing it, it was suddenly like I can grow that you know I ain't got to buy that shit no more I can grow that and I, I, I can I could do it and so I can get the lights and I wanted it up. I wanted it there. I wanted it then. I wanted to dry it in two days. I wanted to grow it in three days. And But I think the experience, the patience comes with experience, but that's again, what, that, that's what we really, that's what the emphasis is on the forum is people can come in and learn. And I learned something every day. GMO had a really good, like, to describe the UK growing scene is islands. There's islands of growers and because they can't connect. I mean, not everyone goes on the forums. Not everyone will go on the forum. They can't connect. So you know, like, say, five growers that know each other over there, five over there. They'll be doing it completely different, but both be achieving the same thing. And it might be a bit better the way they're doing it or a bit worse. Way to, but the point is, is you can try and find a website or a community or there's Facebook groups do the same thing. 
there's loads of places that do it now like these podcasts like you say but we can all talk and do it you hear something you're like well yeah that makes sense like why haven't i been doing that or i've been trying to do it this way but that way that's the beauty of it and that's that's the one thing that i really do love when you even like a really like long time grower you, you'll see him go wow someone will just turn up with some mad idea and it's like yeah that that makes sense you know so. And you know what? That's the stuff I love. We call it, there was a show. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it over there. There's a show we had here called MacGyver. And this, it was an older show, but this guy used to just like take up a, a paper, just the oddest things like a paper clip and a, and a, you know, piece of wire and, and something else. And just like make a bomb and blow a door open or something. And you just take the, the wildest common things and like solve yeah. the biggest problems. And that's what we do as growers, as home growers anyway. And, and you guys, especially in your situation, I mean, uh, I'll say I've heard of those days. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. And uh, I mean, you, you got to make do with what you have, man. You don't have, yeah. you know, you can't be seen walking through your house with the HPS light on your arm. I mean, it's no. not something that, so yeah, you got to be really creative and you've got to really, and I think that's something that's, it's funny because like in the commercial scene, it's so fun, so fun to, <laughs> to go to work and uh, everybody else, you know, when I was, I was actually interviewing for growing jobs. I was working in a factory and um, I was interviewing for growing jobs, but I, I approached it like, no, I'm like social warrior, uh, you know, mm. uh, cannabis warrior. I want to make sure it's, you know, their hearts in it. And I, that's the way I approached it. And I went to it like I was interviewing them. You know what I mean? I wanted to see yeah. like, what's your guys' motivation here kind of a thing. Mm. And uh, I, I, had, I turned down jobs, you know what I mean? dream jobs to, to grow cannabis but I, I could see it was the it was the factory farm it was the you know dollar was the only important number that they were ever going to track those kinds yeah. of things and then I stumbled across you know in fact it was a mutual friend who, who's the COO uh, Michigan Matt he said hey I got to grow and it was in my the same town I live in I mean everything just fell in the plate when things happen like that you cannot ignore it you know what I mean no, no. and I went in there in the interview when I was asking these guys it was like I could tell okay these guys these guys are some basement growers, man. That's where they started. Yeah. I could tell by the whole place was built from the ground up. There's a brand new building. You could tell when you walk in there, okay, these are some growers that designed this because there's no no regular yeah. contractor just puts stuff in like this. So yeah, yeah. Uh, when I walk in like that, it was just like walking into, you know, you're waiting to hear the 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 holy bells chime and everything else. You're yeah, yeah. singing and stuff behind you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so needless to say, the first day I worked there, so my schedule at the factory was I worked three 12 hour shifts a week and then I had four days off. Well, my four days off, I, I agreed to work at this grove in Canico, like it was a part time position. I worked there one day, put my two week notice in at my factory job. I said, nah, <laughs> this is what it's about right here. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love it. I mean, it's work. There's a lot of physical, uh, you know, our veg is upstairs, which, uh, if I could change anything, <laughs> could we have one floor, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's a lot of physicality to it, but uh, I'm getting, you know, I'm in great shape and uh, I'm around plants, breathing oxygen straight from the plant all day yeah, long. Yeah. And I'm under lights that are, you know, I'm getting, I'm growing up, we're growing HPS, man. We got double ended in there. We have, yeah. uh, we have six rooms and they're a uh, thousand watt double ended. We have 18 lights in each room, 40 foot long rooms. And there's three tables in there and I think they're four foot tables. So probably a little over. 12 feet wide probably closer to 20 probably 20 by 40 rooms if i had to guess 20 by 50 rooms because the tables are 40 dang six so, flower rooms is, and one one veg is that all flood and drain 
No, we got, we grow a cocoa and they're uh, in five gallon pots when they're down into the flower room. We have uh, like a, what was it, what would you call it? Just a drip line, I guess. Well, it's not drip. It's, we, we fill up a res, which attached to a, a, a hose basically, which made a PVC like hose. Mm-hmm. And then we have leaders come off of it with looks like what would be drip lines, but they're sprayer heads. Cause that way we spray the water. So it covers the whole top and it, and it mists yeah. down onto yeah. the top. And uh, we feed for just once a day. So they're, they're not on timers. It's all like manually controlled by us. And uh, we can turn off a certain pot or we could just turn off, say one, we put two feeders in each pot. We turn off one feeder if we think it needs a half a feed. So we have a lot of control and there's not a lot of need for electricity other than the one pump, you know, that drains the res and that's it. So um, it's kind of low tech, but it works really good. <laughs> so sometimes no, that's the way to keep man. it simple. I've always, I've always said with growing, um, you know, my mom a bit of advice is keep it simple and keep it fun. But as you say, the, the easier it is, especially with a setup like that and the amounts of plants that you're doing, it's less that can go wrong, isn't it? You know, keep it keep it as simple as possible. I'm just looking now, I think, a picture on your Instagram. It's with the three tables in the room. Is that the one? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that, would be, that is a be a room big ass just... room, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a big ass room. <laughs> yeah, that's one, one flower room, and we got six of those. So oh <laughs> we're harvesting. We're going to be harvesting pot every 12 days is our schedule right now. We're going to try to ramp it up to a point to where, because we just turned rec, which gave us, we went from 1,000 plant count to a 3,000 plant count facility. So um, now we're going to be, I think it's a nine-day turnaround is what we're going to reg- eventually get to. If we can, if we can, we might be harvesting every nine days is what. Damn, that's not plan. enough time to like dry before you're hacking the next lot down. <laughs> yeah. So we, that means another dry room. So yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we've, got, got, we've got to ask you one of our, I think as a, as a home grower is, is trimming is probably one of the worst jobs in the world. How do you manage and what do you use with that many plants? I'd so, love to yeah. know. Okay. So usually, uh, usually one room, one harvest is, is somewhere in the neighborhood of, uh, 120 plants to 150 plants, somewhere in that range. And um, we pulled um, anywhere from 40 to, I think our biggest harvest was just over 60 pounds. And that's nine, 18 lights. So 18,000 watt double ended. And um, for trimming, we have a service, a trim crew that comes in. It's called the lovely ladies at trim. And uh, they usually bring in five to six, usually six, six people. Okay. And they can knock out a 40 pound harvest in a day sometimes. But wow. uh, once we get a big harvest, like if we get up to 60, it takes them two days usually. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll hand trim. And if they're slowing back and it looks like they're not going to make it, we got to sit in there with them and trim too. So yeah, we get, we get right in there with them <laughs> and just sit there. I don't do it in two days. I've got a 2.4, 1.2 tent, and that takes me two days on my own. So I don't know how they manage that, but fair play to them. That's got to be a good job though as well, and it just going around trimming all day. So fair play for them. Yeah, that was always my plan for legalization just start an agency for trimmers right people love There's that a, man. you would be surprised the money you make trimming that not not so much the people actually trimming but the people running it because they yeah. they charge what they charge us is way more than what they're paying your trimmers oh. nice uh, it's mad but yeah no i'll just definitely check out spartan's page i've obviously known about spartan's page for a long time but i've uh and a real good look through the last week and some mad plants and you can see the rooms that he's talking about and as people growing in lofts and garages and dank dark rooms and stuff it's that's that's heaven that's heaven yeah, to people you, like yeah, us if you, want to, 
if you want to see a lot of those, uh, you can follow Works Instagram too, and that's at uh, at Mitten Canico, all one word. I'll put it in chat because it's not really, yeah. it's not a common word. It's, and the reason behind the mitten, that's what everybody that lives in our state calls Michigan because it's shaped like a mitten. So it's oh, called well. the Mitten State. So we call it Mitten Canico. I just thought it was cold where you were harvesting. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> a lot of the times. <laughs> Uh, yeah, at least half the year it's pretty cold, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was going to ask: um, do do you rate the the grows on like area or by the amount of light input for for home and for commercial? I don't know. I'm not sure what you mean. What are you asking? Rate it as far as how? Uh, yeah, because most of our home growers are they set their own bar around like a gram per watt to be a target. But does that work on a commercial scale, or are you just worried about floor space rather than running costs? See, our floor space doesn't change, so that's not a factor. So what we change is, so obviously the harvest, you know, whatever our yield is out of that room, because everything else, nothing changes. You see what I mean? So we could we could figure the numbers what a gram per watt were, uh, but what does how does that help us as far as improving the harvest? All we do is track all the numbers as far as what was the harvest weight, what was the weight after. You know, what was the water weight? What was, you know, we, if we track the, we track not only the weight of the plant when it was harvested, mm -hmm. we track the, the weight of the plant. Um, like when we deep, when you deep, what do you call it, bucket or whatever, when you take the bug, when you take just the buds, you're not trimming, you're just taking all the buds off the stems. We save all those stems and weigh those stems. We have all this information. We can go back and say, okay, well, that one's obviously really stemmy. We got a lot of the weight in the stem. It's not as good as what we thought it was. Or that one, um, we actually keep the weight separate for trim and um, and buds. So sometimes it'll be really strange. Like our yield might be, when we say uh, a 64 pound yield, that might be including seven pounds of trim. Mm -hmm. When we give a yield number, that's everything that we get processed. Because that seven pounds of trim, we get paid for that. That, that goes to a processor and that's, you know, that's money. So really the only thing that, you know, as far as if you want to say rate a harvest, you know, smoke the thing, you know, how's it, what's the quality? Because that's what yeah. we're really concerned. That's, that's our avenue. Cause we're small, even though we have 3000 plants, that's a drop in the bucket to some of these, these big outfits. I mean, they got greenhouse upon greenhouse upon greenhouse over hundreds of acres of, you know, so we're not even trying to compete in, in quantity. That's not even an issue for us. Us, we're all about quality. And we're eventually, we have plans to eventually switch out to all LEDs too, because not, not only can you um, reduce your energy input or cost, we should say, but you also improve quality. You get better yeah, quality yeah. under the LEDs. So that's an avenue. In fact, we've already got probably half our veg switched over to LED. We're just slowly getting them, you know, getting them in there. It's just always so been really a worry quality for us. It's not, it's not quantity. Obviously we have to... Yeah. You know, if we so, came in, so you'd be selecting a strain more, right? Yeah. yeah. We grew well to answer your question. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Mac One. Have you guys heard of Mac One, the actual cut Mac One, not the strain Mac? Yeah, I I've seen okay. it. Yeah. How, how notoriously slow it is, how notoriously slow it veggies. Are you aware of that? No, not so much. Okay. To illustrate how slow it is, we grew that. My point was we grew that, and that's not something you would think a commercial place would grow. And mm -hmm. for this reason, for this reason, when we set up our grow, we put the Mac in the veg. We just used our flower rooms because we hadn't used them for anything yet. We were first starting it. So we said, fuck it. We'll just veg in this room too, as we get them, you know, 
all the tables built and all the lights hung and all that. So when we yeah. started our rotations, a perpetual harvest, when we started filling the rooms, the first one was the Mac. Mm. So by the time the Mac was ready to flower, it was right before the second round in all the other rooms. Yeah. That's it's mad. just like at least double, at least double. Yeah. So, so this is yeah, a, just a big, a big way for us, I think, over here is, is, is exactly what you're saying. And, and honestly, you, you've I've got a smile on my face the whole time you was talking then because, you know, it, it, we've often said going into commercial side of it, like say over here, commercial is illegal and, you know, they, they're harvesting in seven weeks and they're not flushing, they're not curing. It's just get it out, make money. Now, obviously, I think that's going to translate when I think once it comes about money and it's legal and there's taxes and everything else involved, that's the worry over here, I think. Is, is is that a lot of companies are just going to be about the, the money, about the pound at the end, and that's it. So to hear you say that, honestly, I was sitting there smiling the whole time like a kid because it's it's it's, it's lovely to know that people are doing that. And I know when in Canada, I think Dutch Passion tried to get involved over there for the same reasons. They really didn't want just massive commercial companies getting involved and just filling rooms and greenhouses with plants and, and throwing them out. So, yeah, I... Over here, I think it'd be different. Over here, you know, the way that the, the government work and, and the money work, I think it's going to be big companies, the ones that already we have legal. I think one of the biggest exporters of cannabis, if I'm correct, in the world, but it's illegal here. You have companies that do grow it and sell it, but it's not going to be no passion. And that's what we, we try and say. So to see you saying that, what I'm getting at is, is what I say separates the homegrown from the street stuff, I'm not saying commercially grown, deep, like nice stuff like in America, legal stuff. Is the passion, the love, the attention to detail that goes in, and you're doing that commercially. So that that that's a real nice thing to hear, man. Real nice thing to hear. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And that's kind of like that's what you know. Going back to when I you know decided I want to be there after a day, I could tell these guys were their hearts were in it just like mine. You know, yeah. and I saw that. What you're talking, about, I saw that. You know, I I I tag it growers love. That's my or the passion. You know, I mean. Mm exactly what i'm talking about and, and if, if you can get people like that and surround yourself by them that's the that's the i mean that's what i've done with the michigan rose grow show i think you know when those guys brought me in i just think that they're all in their own way they're like they're they're like so much better than me in whatever whatever they're good at like for for example i was just over at this session skillbo was there and he had his um tincture that he makes that i swear to you any ache and pain that i get <laughs> I mean, it's silly. I get a headache. I'll just put it like right here on my temple and my headache yeah. goes away. You, yeah. you think it's snake oil, but I don't care. It works. And you know what I mean? And then you've got like Kate and she makes just about any edible you can think of. You wanted a medicated uh, side of beef. She's got you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, And you're like, if you don't try to be the best at everything, do what you're passionate about and find the people that are passionate about the other things that you're interested in and just align yourself with them yeah. and just be cool. And I think that we could all exist in this space and just, you know, learn from each other like we do. And, and that's what I've been doing. And man, the last probably five years of my life where I, you know, came into the Michigan Bros Grow Show and, um, you know, got the job in the commercial grow. I mean, that was huge. And yeah. um, just everything kind of has just fallen in place. And like I said, it's just like, to me, it's like, I'm not fighting it. It's just all good stuff. Why am I, you know, if like my drive home when I was frustrated to drive home and I'm running into construction on the highway and it's just like, uh, and I'm getting constructed. Then I just think, I'm like, dude, you grow weed for a living. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? It's, 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 it always amazes me the meltdowns we get behind the scenes and the formula something goes wrong. And it is, because you're growing of stoners, man. Just chill out. It's, it's mad. But yeah, no, it's, it's uh, no, honestly, I, I, just hearing what you're saying and where you're saying it, it's, it's, um, it's a pleasure to have met you and to have you on, man, because it's, 
I didn't know. Obviously, I know people who enjoy doing it. I follow a lot of Instagram and that, and I didn't to have something like obviously the mindset you all have doing it. It's real refreshing, nice things here, and I hope to God it happens over here like that. And that's that's the idea. If it goes over here, I'd love to be in that position that you've been able to do. Go out and try and, and I'd love the forum guys to be able to try and do something or benefit from something like that. So, long term, you know, we never know. It's, it's, well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what the the relationships though that i mean that's what's key bro the relationships that you make right now all these relationships that you've made and in, in you're known by these people now you're you're like your area of uh, like your radar has increased when something goes down or like oh man we hear you know this is legalized and we got a shop in there hiring you're going to know about it when maybe you might not have known about it before yeah, so yeah. just to be out there and, and to have those friends man that's key i don't care what anybody says man it's your network of, of people around surround yourself with people that are you know better than you if you can because then you only have one you have to at least get rubbed off on hopefully you can pick up something that's what i try to do is i just try to you know anybody that i look up to i i follow them like a little fanboy like you're saying mm -hmm. I'll, I'll i'll follow them and and uh if they're going to go speak somewhere i'm sitting there listening because yeah. you know that's the passion that drives me is like i can't learn enough about this stuff you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah. What, what can i find out next you know it's one of those like I don't know, obsession for me or something. It's just, I don't know. I just have a lot of love, love for it. I, and then the excitement I get, like, um, I just brought a couple tubes of uh, RSO that I make myself. Yeah. Or, I like to call it FICO because it's full extract cannabis oil. There's a distinction there. Um, it's the, it's what you use to extract. Uh, Rick Simpson, his protocol, he was using naphtha and some other chemicals that I just didn't really agree with. So I just use organic ethanol. You know what I mean? Just, uh, mm. Just and I get 190 proof. You can't. Okay, I can't legally purchase 190. Wait, I can legally purchase. No, I can't legally purchase 190 proof alcohol in the state that I live in. The state south of me, I can, but uh, I can legally purchase it online. Have it sent to my house. So, whatever. But I use 190 proof alcohol and I use organic because. Um, I just think to myself, if there's even a chance that I don't get all the alcohol out of the product, at least it'll be organic and it's food grade. So yeah, make sure I get, yeah, so I get food grade ethanol and that's what I use to do my extractions. And I use a machine by uh, Extract Craft. They have two of them. They have one called the Source Turbo, which is the first one they made. And I had one, but it's really small. And it, it's, it would work well for like one person, maybe wouldn't work well for me because I love the stuff, but I grew out of it, we'll say. So I had to get the expensive big one. And that was a game changer for me because not only could I do like what would take me months to make in the small one, I can do in like a, a couple of days in the big yeah. one. And in the big one now, like I said, now I can be somebody that my other friends who don't have this product, obviously, because um, I would have been using theirs. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so um, now they can come and, and, and get use of mine. So now the whole group benefits, you know what I mean? So it's really cool to me to, to have made these friends and these connections because like, I don't have a press, but if I want rise and I know someone who does, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. So I just, I think it's just so important. I always try to stress, man, I know even in, in prohibition times where it's not super free and super legal, go to the events. Don't be afraid that uh, the cops are following you home. Just, you know, be smart about it. And, uh, but make those connections because when you make that, there's some kind of camaraderie that you get when you're doing a dangerous thing together. Yeah. And so when you're willing to take that risk, when you put your foot out there, you know what I'm saying? And somebody can look you in the eye and see you at all these events. And they're like, no, that's an OG right there. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, that's somebody who, who even when it wasn't popular was into it. You would be surprised how many doors that opens commercially when it becomes legal. Yeah. That, that matters more than a lot because there's, you think about this, there's no schools for this. I mean, you, we can look at the Canada example where these big giant corporations, I'm not going to name their names, but they uh, grow these giant greenhouses full and it's just littered with botrytis and they're irradiating it so that they can try to sell it. And they're ran by people with botany degrees. Well, yeah. you can learn about botany. That's a really broad subject. You need to learn about one plant and you need to learn how that plant reacts to every environment. So you get these home growers if you want to be successful. So, I mean, that's the strategy. And so, I mean, I, I lost my point. I'm too fucking high right now. <laughs> Same connections. And it is just a big part of what we do, I think. You know, we have a lot of companies on the farm, but as we always say, it's not a business. It's not. But it's, we, we, we have try a lot help of growers each other. as well. Like yeah. you, get, you get the grower who finds a niche in, oh, I like doing this extraction method. And then eventually, like you say, that you end up a little fanboy and you can follow their extraction method and kind yeah. of develop what you might do without having to take all them steps in the first place. Or you get a niche of somebody who really knows a certain line of products. And it's like, I'm not going to try and well yeah blag my way through it i'll just refer them to the person who actually knows the stuff and eavesdrop when they're having a conversation so i can pick up some stuff on the way right the community of growing's just what it's about eh? and i don't know to, to me it's almost like uh, i'm getting waxy now i'm too high man i was just say to me it's almost like an extended family. i literally see these people more than i see some of my family like yeah. literally so they're like closer than my family you know what i mean it's it's strange and it's the only community that, I mean, a lot of people say I look a lot younger than my age, but I'm 41 years old. You do look and, younger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I shock all of you guys? Yeah. It, weed, man. It's the fountain of youth, isn't it? <laughs> it's exactly. Come on, man. You saw the weed mm -hmm. I smoked. Mm. My throat's sore from smoking so much today. <laughs> but uh, So I started eating it. But uh, anyhow, uh, lost my point again. What was I talking about? Oh, I've never been in another community. Like I've, I've, I've had other interests, you know what I'm saying? You know, it could be in like, whatever, you know, uh, musical, I, I, I played saxophone, you know, so I was in a, a sympathy, a symphony for a while. And, um, but you know, I was in all kinds of different clubs, groups, things like that. My point is, is that there is never a more open group. That's just like welcoming. And like, we're all had our, you know, nobody's perfect, you know, and they're just so welcoming the cannabis community as a whole, I'm saying. Now we have our players, just like anything else. You got your people that are, you know, a whole group of people that are a whole different kind of style, which cool, man. I'm fine with you, but just do that over there. And yeah. we can do our thing over here. Yeah, don't make people <laughs> think that we're the same. Like that, that's right. the important bit. Yeah, that's the part that, you know, yeah, that's the thing that I get a little disappointed is when 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 they just start doing boneheaded things but and then I get lumped into that category. It's like, come on. <laughs> you know, there's professors in every university smoking down right now, teaching all the youth. So you're going to tell me that this moron over here is what represents cannabis. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. You say it's illegal here. That, that's the sort of thing you get. You know, you, 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 the, the stereotypical side of it but just being a stoner or a grower you're just a criminal you know you you, you just you, we're just criminals and the lumping lumping us in with like bank robbers and and you know people out shooting people and, and just nasty stuff and we're just growing man it, it's like it, it's a lot obviously a lot less um trouble a lot less 
you get a lot, in a lot less trouble now growing than you used to, but it's still the same. And, and while they keep pushing that, you know, the, the, as the generations come down, like you say, the professors there, good example, teaching, you know, there was the, the older generations though, because it's been like for so long, we're just, just criminals. And my name was really ill and try and persuade her to try this legal medicine over the amount of just like horrific pain medication she was on. It was just, it's drugs, I ain't touching it. No, no, no. You know, and it was just like, uh, it was like, I was involved in it, so I was a criminal at first, and I was getting told all that. But it's, it's a stereotype, they do, they brush everyone with the same, uh, paint everyone with the same brush over it, and that's exactly what they do. And it is slowly changing. We're obviously a long way behind the US. And and I think our only fight right now, and that's, that's the saddest thing to me, is um, the older generation could benefit so much, could benefit yeah. so much right now. And like, I'm lucky both my mom and I, my, I supply both my mom and dad. I'm a drug dealer with my mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've seen them not have to take medicine anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I see them, you know, I see the improvements in, in everybody's life. I saved my uncle from cancer. He had stage Fair four, pan- yeah, stage four pancreatic cancer. And they gave him a death sentence. They said, you know, you know, you got four weeks to live. And here he is a year later with no signs of cancer. So, I mean, People can tell me to read something in a book. People can tell me that they saw this study or they saw that study. And I can just say, well, let me tell you about my life and what I've seen with my own fucking eyes. And then you tell me what you think, you know, (laughs) my sister, she had cancer. I helped her get through cancer. My uncle also right now I'm donating to a, a lady with breast cancer. My, uh, the owner of Mitten Canico knows her. So I'm supplying for her. That's the one thing that I do is, is like, because I've seen how strong of a medicine that the FICO is, full extract cannabis oil. It sounds like I'm saying FICO. I hate that. I wish I could come up with another acronym, but that's what they've called it, FICO. Yeah. So full extract but cannabis oil. It's better with an English accent because we call it FECO. Oh, FECO. I might go with that. FECO. I like it a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> but I've just seen it heal so much. So it's like, no, I'm not charging for medicine. So like, even like my boss, you know, he's like, dude, what do I owe you for this? I'm like, I don't profit off medicine, man. I can't profit off people being sick. Just give her that and tell her if she wants to pay me back, she can get better. And you know what? I've had at least, you know, five people that have had cancer. Now, I'm not saying don't go to your doctor and don't listen to doctors. I'm not saying that. What I tell these people, just quick run through, is I start slow, obviously, ramp it up kind of like the Rick Simpson method. But I just tell them, be mindful that one, cannabis is a, a blood thinner. So a lot of the people here, I'm not sure about your guys, but a lot of people, especially older generations, have heart issues and they're already on blood thinners. So if you're going to start them on FICO, it's really strong. Um, and so tell them that to have their doctors monitor their, their blood thinners. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? They don't have to, in your guys' situation, you don't have to say I'm taking cannabis, but you could say, you know, I'm feeling heart murmurs or whatever. Just say, I think my blood, th- every time I take my blood th- thinners, I'm feeling lightheaded or something. They'll do tests and monitor your blood thinner and they might tell you to take half as much or something like that. But as you up that doses, once you get to the higher doses, you're going to see an effect with thinner blood and nor in a normal person or um, somebody without heart issues or whatever. It's normally just fine. But if you're taking a blood thinner on top of it, then there's an issue. Or if you're expecting a surgery, I had a, uh, a lump on my head. It was just, uh, it was like a oil or something. I don't know what it was, but they cut it out. Well, well, like I said, you guys saw me smoke. Oh my God, I didn't, know that, 
I don't know if they're going to be able to get it to stop bleeding. He was like starting to get a little worried, but then he finally got it to stop. So then I was like, oh, damn, I forgot to stop smoking before. He <laughs> so, yeah, just don't if, you, if you're a heavy smoker or something, don't smoke before surgeries. It's a blood thing. Yeah. It's a good one to remember. So, no, it's a fair pleasure, mate. This is what I'm saying. It's by sitting down talking to you now. I'm never going to get this from your Instagram page or something. And, and, and that's, that's the beauty of it. You, but you said like fanboys, you've got one today because I'm like sitting here just smiling like a lost pup because it's mad. It's mad. But fair play to you helping people and all that. That is the way forward, isn't it, in life? So, yeah. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that, you know, you can't go through life just shitting on people. I'm sorry if you guys don't want yeah. to swear. No, no, you're fine. No, man. go on, man. Right, go. You can't go through life shitting on people and expect to not be shit on yourself. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I've come from a life that I kind of was shit on quite a lot, you know, growing up. And I had a really bad attitude about life. But uh, now, obviously, life has changed for me. And uh, so have my eyes. But I don't remember where I... I mean, I don't forget where I came from. So uh, I just try to put... You know, I try, I'm trying to put all this good karma out there. Because I hate it when bad karma comes my way. So I'm just trying to do as much as I can do. You know what I mean? To, you know... I like to... People often say, man, you're such a good guy. And... I know I don't have to do these things, but it's kind of selfish because to me, I feel like for one, I feel great, man. You're stockpiling I, good karma, bud. Yeah. It's like to see my <laughs> uncle alive. Come on. Like, yeah, exactly. Just, come on. Yeah. I can't, you can't put a dollar on that. Of course you can't. There's nothing. Money can't buy things like that. And money, it's, it's my, my saying in life has been real short, simple, and it's nice to be nice. And by, by doing that, it's not the karma thing. You get nice back. And then that's my that's my little uh, my signature on the forum. It's nice to be nice, and I do believe that. And yeah, it's it's just mad. As you say, just help the sort of things you can help people with. But the the the, the, the state is writing them off in like that the, way. The waste material you can help people with because we were talking about it last night. Yeah. Like, the and seven pounds potentially of popcorn and trim from a commercial grow. Spartan said earlier or something along them lines like if that's going to helping people that's a, a lot of help from a waste product potentially when you're a home grower helping other people out like and, and that's the thing all my I don't do nug runs for RSO you know or FECO or FECO <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know it's all it's all my it's all my trim that's where my trim goes I either do I do the FECO or I'll do uh, butter which that's a whole nother thing I could talk for an hour on. Probably I got ice oh, and gear. I, I love your butter, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to do another show on that because that is like <laughs> you've got that dialed in. <laughs> yeah, and then um, and then uh, once in a while, and I do this just for my dogs because it's really super weak. <laughs> you know, it doesn't do anything for me. But uh, mm-hmm. I'll do it. I'll just do the the um, when you put it in coconut oil, and and soak it in coconut oil. When I make those coconut oil, I put them in capsules and I've had them tested. That's the awesome thing about having labs is you can yeah. run down instead of just having to take them and be a guinea pig, you can run them down to the lab and, and within a week usually have the results. But they're 10, like 10 to 15 milligrams is what they consistently test at. And I have a large dog. I have a uh, American uh, bully. So he's an American bulldog. Beautiful dog. You can yeah, check him out on Instagram as well. Telling GMO yeah. about your dog early before you come on. <laughs> he is gorgeous. Yeah, the sunglasses pick is just, yeah, you know, <laughs> That's my buddy. And, uh, but yeah, so he'll take a capsule and uh, like he has allergies in the, in, like around this time of the year and he'll get some allergies. So I'll give him that and it like, 
levels him out. He doesn't have beat. He's not as itchy. He's not scratchy or going nuts and he's just fine. And, uh, or if he just, you know, if I want to calm him down, like if, if I, I don't know if I have somebody new coming over and I don't want to be super rambunctious, give him a little 10 milligrams. And it's not like it's a huge noticeable difference, but he, it's like the difference between him being super excited and jumping on people or just super excited, yeah. which is perfect. You know what I'm saying? So I like that for that. Or if I, if he gets any kind like, he's kind of a dumb dog. You know what I mean? I've seen him jump off a of bed and go head first into the wall. It's like, <laughs> He doesn't, feel like, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't feel he just shakes it off and then he's, he's gone again. But I, I feel sorry for the guy. I'm like, that had to hurt you. Come on, here. Give him some painkillers. Like, I'll medicate him just because you're not showing pain. Like. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll help with swelling or something, man. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I like it. That's what I do with my trim. But most of my trim is just RSL, man, or, or Fico. And uh, I just use that. And I like to, uh, in fact, at that. At the get together, I um, one of the people that follows out, shout out to Tara. We call her our number one fan because she's always there. And uh, she was out there. And uh, so I, I hooked her up with a tube because it helps her. So, you know, I'm happy to do that and uh, yeah. when I can do it. And then another, I told her, you know, she said she really likes it um, for her condition. And that uh, I said, well, you're growing now. Bring me your trim and you'll get it as much as you bring me. I'll just, I'll just make it for you. I was out that because that way I'm not taking away from helping people still you know, she's helping herself. I'm just letting her use the machine basically. So why not? Yeah. Why can't I do that? It's an easy thing. It doesn't take much for me to do and I'm helping. So I'll do that stuff. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not hard. And when you do that stuff, those people will help you. And you know, it's, everybody's happy. It's just, it's weird to me that it's such a foreign concept that people are shocked when you um, trying to be helpful. Yeah. You know, every time the first patient, you know, every time it's the first time I do it to, to a patient that I've heard had, you know, cancer or something. I'm like, I got you. And, and I'm like, here, here's, you know, like, well, what do I owe you? I'm like, you owe me to get better. You know, yeah. I'm not taking I like that saying, man. That's you say. I'm smiling again. What's going on here, man? What's all the bromance going on? <laughs> Let me go on all these shows and tell them about how I help heal you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, and that's, I'm not going to lie. And this sounds kind of like, uh, what do you want to say? Kind of dishonest maybe, but I firmly believe in mindset. And so I want to, whether they believe it or not, I want them when I leave that building to believe that that will be their cure 100%. I want them to be a hundred percent sure. So that's how I go in there when I explain the whole process and, and tell them how to weigh it up. So they get the right, correct dosing. And if they go too high, what they can do to, to bring themselves down and how to calm down or what to work, you know, look for with drug interactions, things like that. Um, I'm going in there with like all of that. And they're like, okay, this guy knows what the hell he's talking about, which I do. You know what I mean? I, this is important to me because like I said, my uncle went through it. So I want to know what the fuck I was doing. And, uh, but I'm not going to stop there. You know what I mean? You know, if I can help people, why wouldn't you? You're just as guilty if you don't help. Right. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, that's, that's my point. So that's, that's where I go with it. And, but I, the mind is important. You can't just throw them and say, here, I heard this works and throw it at them. And, you know, come on, you know, have a heart, you know, listen to their story you know um, i've got this picture in my head of you turning up in a white suit with a book and like a, a bottle of holy water that's uh, like that's feco i'm gonna heal you like splashing them with it and stuff man like r- really putting the act on like convince them you got me with everything else i don't know about the suit though i don't know <laughs> 
Well, gospel of gospel of spark. <laughs> but no, like for example, this is my mindset, man. I just, I just, I'm intense with it, man. It's like my uncle. He made a Facebook post to the family when he got the diagnosis and and the four month or four week, the four week diagnosis, you know, to get his things together, go home and die, basically. And uh, I just said, uh, I made a comment on there. I can't remember exactly. I basically said, I've got your cure right here. I'm on my way. Yeah. You know. It's, yeah. It's just by doing that. That, that, you imagine finding something like that out, and if you, your uncle, I don't I imagine that would be, you know, something so terrible to find out like, just four weeks. Then someone just have that bit of confidence to say, like, yeah, I'm coming over. We're going to sort this out. Because people need to hear that. And I've, I've, I've seen that. I, I, I myself wasn't very well. And you said the mindset is so important in anything in life, but especially when someone is down and out like that, you, you can just you can give up almost. And I think that with any medication or any help or any if you haven't got the right mindset i don't think it would work as well anyway i think the mindset goes it's psychological not not that anything to do with the, the, the medical or the, the cannabis it isn't working if you don't have the right mindset and you give up you know just give up and just think well that's it i've got four weeks and nothing's going to work you know, i don't think it would i don't think it would work as well so you, you, it's just spot on it's, it's that that um confidence and it's reassuring to people i'd imagine so I, I kind of wear the Spartan persona. Like I put on, yeah. I put on that persona when I go and walk in that door. You know what I'm, I'm like? I'm going to go in there. I'm going to be positive for one. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to because usually, you can tell when you walk into a place, the way somebody. And this is going to sound weird, like I'm psychic or something, but it's not. When you walk into a place and it's all shuttered up and it's dark and it's dreary, you're walking into a depressed person's house. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're walking into a, if I walk into a place that a patient's sitting in, it's bright and cheery and clean. I know, okay, I've got a fighter. My, this is going to be easy. But if I go in and it's dark and dreary, I've got to be Mr. Happy and I'm going to be Mr. Cheerleader and I'm going to put them on my shoulders if I have to and drag them outside into the light and show them that there's a reason to live. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you got to have that. If you don't have that, I don't care what medicine you have. I don't think there's a silver bullet. I don't, I don't think even cannabis can help you if you give up. Because I think that's what powers the drive behind the placebo effect. Why is it that when we get people sugar pills, they get cured of whatever ailment they have, some people? Because they believe they, that it's a cure. There's, our body has an amazing ability to heal itself. I mean, especially when you're younger. But, yeah. uh, you know, you cut yourself. We heal ourselves. A lot of our medicine, if you look at all of our medicine, not all of it, but the majority of the medicine either comes from fungi or plants. So why are we taking... I look at these pharmaceuticals as a concentrate. I don't know how familiar you guys are with a lot of the concentrates like distillate. That's I say that with a grit on my face because mm. that's my, it tastes like it's such an empty high. It's missing so much. Um, it's not like, there's no body to it at all. And yeah. it's like heady. And, um, or then you go to like some, it's the some of the THC that, that I don't want when I'm smoking is as yeah. weird as that yeah. sounds like, yeah. Yeah. So then you get into like the, the dabs, they're, they're pretty good. The rosin, if you can get it where it's like full spectrum, it's really good, but the flavor is the best on those. But I still think that the flower, I'm still that you're going to hear me touting that, you know, rah, 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 full plant medicine. Mother nature knows the, the right combination to make this medicine. And that's what I fully believe. And so when you start distilling it down and start changing those concentrations, I don't think it's as effective as a medicine. So I really like, when I do the, the, the FECO, I do it, you know, full plant extract. I do it. The machine does it under a vacuum. So the boiling points are all lower. So I don't have to use as much heat. So I don't have to worry yeah. about 
flashing off different cannabinoids or terpenes or who knows chemicals we don't even have identified yet you know what i mean those are the things that you know we don't know why this plant heals we just know it does so that's the approach i go with it it's like i'm just trying to save i want to make it as close to the concentrated bud as i can you know what i mean and so that's my approach and then that coupled with give them that fighting spirit in their head because there's a power there you can heal yourself if you believe you can you know if you have that in your heart that this isn't going to beat me i've got the medicine all i got to do is take it i'm good you know what i mean yeah i've seen it with my own eyes is all i'm saying so i think i think that's my approach and you know i just want to get it out there because i'm sure there's lots of other me's out there that could take this torch and do it and you know yeah you can save a lot of suffering it's it's i just i mean it's not hard either i'm using a what some would consider a waste product you know what i mean my trim it it doesn't cost you any time effort and you don't take away from anything that you were looking to gain in the first place as a home grower like you've got your all your own personal smoke you can help somebody else out at the same time like it's a win-win-win so you're trying to think about the amount of trim that gets thrown away by home growers over here just over here just just ends up going in most people won't attempt because concentrates the minute you start playing with that jumps up a class and you get in a lot more trouble so most people won't even play with that with, with as far as legality and that or just the complexity of making things because over there you can watch people do it you can do it on youtube over here obviously watch legal people make it but it's all like there's no one to go around and watch do it in their house properly it's someone that's in their kitchen you know miss doing whatever it's not safe so <clears throat> a lot somebody of going out at four o'clock in the morning into the woods yeah, you. <laughs> and I, yeah. <laughs> and I, avo- I mean, the, I've avoided doing any video on it myself, even though it's legal here, just because of the social media stuff. It's like, yeah. if I show a concentrate, even though it's 100% safe, it's an enclosed closed loop, I recapture like 80 to 90% of my alcohol, which is amazing because alcohol is so expensive. So it's like, it pays for itself, but it's a, I think it was over $1,000. I'm pretty sure. I bought it. I bought it when I cashed out my 401k when I quit my factory job. So I don't even remember. I just said, I got a lot of money. I'm getting it. (laughs) It's shiny. I got stoner vision for a minute. I'm tired of drooling over this thing. I'm just going to buy it. (laughs) But that's the way to go. I think, man, because like you say, you get the money back for your solvent for running it. Like it it works a lot better than being out and blasting off a load of gas and not knowing where it's going and yeah, and being I've seen videos of them run it with a lighter lit next to it. So I mean, safety-wise, even fucking yeah. just beautiful. So was it ask you something before before we come on? We're obviously talking, and um, we, well, there's a thousand things I think me and Joe want to ask, me and Jim, I want to ask you, and obviously we we can't go on for ten hours with you. But it's very interesting. You said we were talking about testing, and you said you don't like it. And because of the TH, so I don't want to if I think that's a good thing to cover because it's something that we always, I'm always saying, you know, to be able to test it and to be able to do this and and, and that we can't do it over here. Must be so like in America, must be very cool. And you said that, and I was sort of like, well, but the reasons you said, which I'll shut up. But yeah, yeah, it's a, it's one of those situations. Careful what you wish for, you know. I love the ability to send my, to take my bud down to the lab or my edible down the lab and get results. Love that. Not a complaint, but it's just the lack of education in the public. So what the Joe Schmo, whoever walks into his average weed shop, all he has to go by to judge on quality, we'll say, you know, is he's got the price. He sees that number. That's probably the first one he's looking at. The second number he's looking at is THC number. He gives up. He's not even looking at the bud yet. I've already said yeah. two things and he didn't even look at the bud. 
uh, a lot of places people don't even ask to smell i guess they don't even ask to smell the bud it's like i won't fucking smoke anything until i smell it i'm sorry that's just what i do yeah i don't know it's just a habit now i guess but i just i want to smell it first i want to and then um i lost my point what was oh and so now what that testing has done that's a mandatory so in in the commercial setting um when we send our flower before we can even begin to try to sell it to anybody we have to have it tested and has to pass all these tests that are mandated from the state and those numbers are what's posted but the only thing that's usually looked at is thc number so everybody equates thc number whatever the thc percent is the highest it is that's got to be the highest quality and everybody wants it but that's really you know you have to remember that it's a sliding scale when it comes to cannabinoids you know your plant can only be a certain percent of these cannabinoids that they're testing for we're talking about the weight of the plant okay so if you're at 50 percent, you're saying that half of the weight is all cannabinoids no so you only have so much that the plant is going to produce if you put it all at thc that means everything else is at zero you get yeah. zero entourage right you get zero all this modulating action that you get from all these other terpenes and flavonoids and everything else and you get weed that tastes not that great yeah I'm sorry and you get that empty head it's almost like a distillate high you get an empty i just call that empty head high i feel fuzzy in my head but i feel nothing else and uh I really am an advocate for finding a strain. Try all strains, find ones that you love and go back to those, but still try other strains that you haven't tried because you might find another one you really like. It's just weird finding everybody's got a different body chemistry and the same thing goes for plants. So every phenol is a different chemistry. And so you got to find that puzzle piece that locks into your endocannabinoid system the best for you. And that's the fun part. That's the fun part of popping new seeds and new genetics is, oh, I wonder what this is going to be. So I wish people, I mean, that's our job to educate people to say, look, THC is one number. It, it tells you one thing, but uh, you really got to look at other things. So when it's a mandated thing and everybody has it and that's the number of people are looking at, I really hate that. I wish yeah. that went away. You know what I mean? Was it 220 <laughs> active compounds or something like that? And we're focused on two. it makes you really scratch your head like what cocktail does suit me the best if you were in in a pub looking at a cocktail menu like the the variety options completely different when you're looking at flavors and what what kind of effects i suppose you're going to get from certain spirits you know we haven't got that quality yet for for weed i suppose no and that's another we don't even know what the fuck we can call things how can we say what it is (laughs) is what it even is you know, yeah. you can give me something and call it, you know, podunk you or whatever. And it could be OG, whatever, who knows, but we just call it whatever the hell we want to call it. And by the time you, it's just like a story, you, you hear it at a pub or something, or you go down to the, the, you know, you go down to the store and you tell, you hear a story from your buddy. Well, he heard it six buddies ago. And by the time it gets to you, it's a completely different story. Same yeah. thing happens with strains, man. The same thing happens with strains. That's why, that's why I said water to your plants. Like. Well, that's what I was saying. I was kind of advocating pushing on the, I think it was cheap homegirl maybe, but I was like, I don't even care what the strain name is. I'd rather know who grew it. Tell me who grew it. That's what I yeah. want. Yeah. You just said about the THC, the number. I, that, we were talking about this a few shows back, I think, um, about the fact that, it, that this plant's sort of been bred for that as well now for so long. I mean, what have we lost and, and what can't we get back through that alone? And if they're focused on it, now they are actively trying to produce higher numbers. Like I, I speak to a couple of breeders and it's, it's this one's this, 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 this one's 25 percent. This one's 28 percent. This one. And you think, well, if that, that that's what they're now breeding for. And you're talking about, I mean, it's a sales point. At the end of the day, it's not it doesn't make 
bad breeders, it, it's it's a sales point. If that's what people want, they kind of have to supply that. It's supply and demand, and they want high THC. And I mean, you know, so many strains now, thirty plus percent. I mean, yeah, God, you're going back ten years ago, twenty percent was unheard of. But we've it, had a it, couple at Mint and Canico, so commercially yeah. grown at thirty-one percent, the Hansel. So I mean, yeah, yeah, that's mad. Yeah. It's mad. But if they're all breeding it for that, then you know it's, it's, it must hurt. I think it will hurt us down the line when they're you know we're losing other things, as you say, we don't even know what to call them. So we're probably outbreeding things that we don't even know are there and are doing certain things. And by the time it happens, obviously there's always going to be the old school genetics you can go back to, as you said. I, I always do that. I try new stuff. I end up going back. But, but see, again, see, don't don't do that though. Don't get caught in that. Don't isolate yourself from experiencing everything, man. So yeah. I get caught in that too. Like, oh, I only want the old school. I only want, or I, I'm only looking at this one thing. But then I have to take that step back. It's almost like an anger thing, you know. Mm. Take a step back and be like, why am I excluding myself? Who cares if this is new if it's good? You know mm. what I mean? Give it a try. So, you know, you'll be like for me, the newest strain, Mac one, Mac one is a new hype strain that I will say I'm, I'm on the hype on that one. I love that. Yeah. So I'm actually for the first time growing it in my home garden. So we'll see what happens with it. It's about Fair play. Three or four weeks in, but it's so, uh, it's just good. It's just a good. Plant. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a good, the structure I hate of the plant. It's, it's a bear to grow. It's like not something I would give to a, a first time grower or, it, you know, it's, it's, it, it requires a lot of attention you know like yeah. your like your flashy girls it's the same way it, it retires a lot of attention, attention. So. <laughs> but you get the flash with it so yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, i was just gonna say um some breeding was mentioned in the chat um do you do any breeding at mitten canico or of your own because i think uh kino might have said there's a spartan glue floating around yeah, so I can give you the I can give you the story on the the, the famous Spartan glue. <laughs> so Spartan glue is uh, I was um, supplying clones. I, I supplied clones for a lot of outdoor growers around my area, and one of the guys wanted seventy two for a uh, grow he was doing, and uh, he had grown the year before a plant that he said was Gorilla Glue number four, and. Uh, he really liked it and he gave me a clone to grow out through the winter time to have a big mother plant because he wanted the majority of the 72 plants to be that. And uh, I got a cut of it for helping him out. And um, here I thought it was Gorilla Glue number four, but then I'd grown that plant. Well, the first time I even flowered it out, I was like comparing it to pictures online, looking on like high times and things like that. And it didn't, I could tell that there was some Gorilla Glue influence, but it, it's not, it looked like it had to been a cross. Yeah. So um, then I actually, like a year or two later, I was at a cannabis cup here in Michigan and shout out to Med Grower One. I met him. Uh, he was at a booth there and uh, he was selling uh, legit Gorilla Glue number four cuts. So I, I bought a clone off of him of that and grew it out. And then I knew for sure that my Spartan or what I call Spartan Glue now wasn't a Gorilla Glue. It was some kind of unknown cross. So I just call it Spartan Glue because I can't call it Gorilla Glue because I think mm. it's a cross. Yeah. So I'm just trying to be honest with it. Kind of my complaint about the names, you know what I mean? Mm. So uh, I'm just trying to be honest with it. So I don't know what the genetics are. I'm assuming from the different, because every time you grow something, you can get a little different expression depending on what your environment was like. And uh, from the clues that I've gotten from it, I'm, I'm thinking it's some kind of a haze because sometimes I can get a little spiciness out of her 
like a pepper sometimes. And sometimes I get a little bit of a almost lemon. So to me, that's always screams haze, mm. but uh, that's just me guessing and kind of the bud structure. It's a little spaced out on, on the inner node spacing, but uh, she yields really good. So I don't know. I, I it's just a, it's an unknown cut, man. I, I, but as far as breeding, not on purpose at home. And then at, at work, we don't, we don't do, we don't do, we don't do that at work, but he, my, the owner owns other facilities and he's got hemp breeding projects that he does uh, with um, I'm just not going to say, cause I don't know if that's public information or not, but somebody he works out of with Colorado and uh, they do uh, hemp breeding in another facility for the hemp, because we have a big hemp program here in, in Michigan also. That's really cool. I like that. The interstate kind of uh, trade. Well, for hemp, at least for now. Yeah, every, yeah, exactly. I wish we could do that for the other hemp. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how does that work? Obviously, it, it, we hear different stories over here about the legality over there. It's like, we're covering a lot of basics this part, and I apologise, but it's, you know... It's, it's I'm having that, a great time, man. I know, it's just it's, I mean, someone, you know, you know what you're talking about, you're, you're growing legally, it's American, it's, it's, it's mad. So it's what, for a lot of the foreign guys, it's going to be like, wow, you know what I mean? So but, uh, uh, we hear stories I've heard over here, over from over there that... So it's different, different states are legal and different states are not legal, obviously, but then the federal side of it. So they're closing down this uh, dispensaries, things like that, that are in legal states. It, what's all that about? Was... Okay. So, okay. So federal law is going to supersede state law yeah. usually, usually, but there's a thing here in the United States where it's, I'm going to really boil it down because I'm not really good with lawyer talk, but basically what what it is 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 like if we don't have a specific law federally addressing something it's up to the states to kind of just do what the fuck they want to do and the federal will just kind of as long as they're handling it the feds will just kind of be off put but since the prohibition days when there was federally illegal and it's still not federally legal um they used to always prosecute in like you said legal states what the congress has done is they've they've passed the in their budget in the actual budget where they fund all of the government, they um, have put riders in the last couple, they have to redo it every year though. So it's, you get anxious every year. You feel like you're in a union or something, you're waiting on the contract. But uh, um, so far for the last few years anyway, it might be even more than a few years, but it's been in place in this rider on the their approved uh, spending is, is that they approved $0 for the federal government to spend on prosecuting somebody who was, acting otherwise legally in the state. So if you are following all the state laws and you're not in violation of any of the state laws, the feds won't come after you. Okay. So it's one of those situations. So when you say, when you say you hear these dispensaries being shut down, a lot of that's happening in California where there's for every one legal dispensary, there's like 10 illegal uh, dispensaries and they're shutting down those ones that aren't licensed. But as soon as they shut it down, two more open up, I guess. I mean, that's, I don't yeah. live there. So that's just the rumor kind of mill that I've been hearing yeah yeah it's just the same as anything and it's just always going to have people that sort of try and bend things and that ruins it for everyone else trying to do it properly you know I'm yeah yeah sure. depending on what report how, how that reporter swings their opinion on cannabis that's how they're going to report something so they're going to leave out yeah. key things uh, this is even with growing though it's like if, if it does go legal over here and you're now four plants legally you're going to have people still doing i grow like eight at the moment and if it was legal i would try and do it legally like i'll get the thing you know, someone still doing, trying to do 16 or trying to, you know, instead of doing it properly and sticking to, to the rules, it will mess it up for everyone else down the line. 
and they'll start jumping on yeah. everybody, even the people before. So it's a similar sort of, you know, you've got, you got to play, we, we say it, it's a bit of a harsh one, but play to like the idiots, sometimes the 1% in, in society, with every aspect of life. There's always going to be people that sort of ruin it, as you say, a lot of them are not licensed, then it's probably making it hard work for the ones that are doing it correctly. So well, What was really curious to me was when you make the flip from illegal to legal, it's almost like you just want to follow all the rules. It's weird. Mm. It's like, oh, I can do this legally now? Mm. You just want to follow all the rules because then you're like, I can do this and nobody can fucking say anything to me. You know yeah, what I mean? It's it. like, yeah, exactly. You know what, neighbors? Yeah, eat that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's always that. Uh, there's always times where you might like, oh, I can help someone out here if I did this or did that. And yeah. that might happen. I agree. But I think, I think that's... Uh, I don't think that's the norm. You know what I'm saying? I think that's like, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's just like a, a side thing or just, you're going to have your bad players in everything we do. I mean, we exactly. can pull up any subject and we can't judge everybody on what one person's doing. You know what I mean? No, exactly. and in the end, we're talking about what real harm are we doing? What, where's the harm? Show me, if you can show me the harm, then I can start talking about crime. But until you can come up with harm somewhere, I'm sorry. Yeah. And that's, that's like shutting open and shut case. I would think. Hmm. It's the mad thing over here, you know, obviously I'm not going to get into the, the real basic sides, you know, that cannabis doesn't kill people and all that. But over here, the, the harm of the, the thing, the reason they get the harm and the money being made illegally, drug dealers, the gangs of violence, that sort of thing. If one could grow the wrong, that would all disappear. You know, so it just doesn't make no sense. The only harm in this country for me is the people out there profiting off of absolute shit stuff that's got God knows what thrown through it to try and bulk it out. Hasn't been looked after, hasn't been done properly. And then they're, they're, they're hurting each other. Violence and shit over it out there. Over it. Just let everyone grow at home. But, you know, it, can, it's not. I was going to say, I can't speak for, obviously, because I, I don't, I know very little about Europe as a whole. But I can tell you here in the United States why. I can tell you the why, 100%, because the biggest drug dealer in this country was the United States government. Yeah. And it's really good for business if it's illegal. It's really terrible for business when, you know, a home grower can outgrow you all day long. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, you don't see Mexican brickweed around here anymore. You know, that was a normal back, you know, to go back in time when it was illegal and you could get Mexican brickweed pretty much all the time. Yeah. But uh, you can't get it now. Why? Because they can't profit off of it. <laughs> because yeah. for the same price or a little bit more, you can get really good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, I can't speak for over there, but what I can say for here, the government, the CIA, the FBI, they were making tons of money, not only on marijuana or, you know, that was their word for it. But then they had, you know, cocaine, heroin, yeah. you know, they're in it all. So um, it's really bad for business for them. So, yes, yeah. I mean, follow the money. It usually tells you what the reason. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense if they can make money off of it. And, and they would be, you know, so if it, for it to be illegal, that our government, just with the conservatives over here, if there's money in it, they're in it. So I'm not saying that they're doing I'm not going to jump on the conspiracy bandwagon and be like, uh, Boris Johnson's doing whatever, but it does make sense. It doesn't make any sense to me to not legalize it and, and then put a tax on it or, or, or whatever they want to do. It doesn't make any sense. I'm hoping the way that the economy is now, you know, and it's, 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 it's so slack now that the law's over. I mean, if you get caught, I'm not saying this again, disclaimer, like if you don't, you get caught saying, I'm not saying this, everyone will get this, but you normally don't even go down the station now for like four plants. You just get written out of caution and stuff. So I'm hoping with that side of it, with the sort of the open movement that's happening here, a lot of people are very open about it. And the fact that the economy is in such a state, it might push them into doing the right thing. And I'm that's uh, fast really, tracking. 
That's, that's something I wanted to bring up because I've said, as soon as this happened to me, I said, I will forever bring this up. And it was uh, <laughs> when, uh, when they started doing the shutdowns and everything, I didn't miss mm -hmm. one day of work, man. We worked through mm -hmm. the whole thing. Cannabis was considered and deemed essential business. So Fed the United right, States right. Is, is flipped so quickly. Now yeah, they're the now we're essential. Right, man. That, you know? that, that is priorities properly sorted. Right. <laughs> right. We need it's food, the money to the end of my days. How do you keep people days, entertained great. at home? Like we're locking oh. them down. We need to yeah. provide them something. Like, <laughs> we gotta calm keep them calm. Forever. My last words are gonna be like, I'm essential. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an essential grower. That's amazing. That like, isn't it. That is essential. Did they give you a government card, essential like grower. essential grower? <laughs> I'm an essential grower. Like, if you get stopped by the police, that's even better. If you're getting pulled over by the police, where are you going? I'm essentially growing weed. Dude, that's this, some mad shit, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you my my. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I've got a little paranoia towards police. You know, mm. imagine that. I have to travel around with a letter in my glove box of my car. So if I get pulled over by any police officer, it hasn't happened. But it's just slightly stressful that i have this letter that's handwritten from my workplace that if i were to get pulled over and they wanted to know hey why are you out i have a reason that's written and it has the all their like the phone numbers and all this of my yeah. bosses and stuff saying hey he works here this is the times he's got to be on the road it's almost like in america it's kind of a weird thing because we're so used to you know freedom of moving around you know yeah. it's never been a thing in my 41 years it's never been a thing for me. i never had a problem be able to move from place to place and worry about being stopped by authorities that hasn't happened for me maybe i've just been lucky but all i know is in my 41 years has never happened and to travel under those conditions is a, a bit strange but my life hasn't changed i'm still going to work back and forth every day yeah so uh for me it was just same old same old you know what i mean so but uh, I smoke a lot of weed, so that's my secret. If you guys want to know, <laughs> you said forty-one again. Yeah, I mean, I need to smoke more. <laughs> it's okay. Consume more cannabis, I think. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 mad. It's mad. But yeah, I was just, I saw GMO. I think he wants to probably pick your brains on some more scientific stuff because, as I say, it's just oh, so man. much we can talk oh, about man, with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. scientifics. No, <laughs> I'm far too baked for that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like half eleven, uh, twenty to yeah, twelve the, here yeah. now, isn't it? That's mm. the only time. That's the only time I tackle those things is right. on dates, man. Pay attention long enough to try to figure it out. It's just, oh, as I said, with getting you on, and it's just been like it's not not basic talk, but it's just been it's been a pleasure doing that with you because, it, it, as I say, it's it sort of infectious what you're saying. It really is. You just I'm sitting here just smiling away because it's it's real refreshing to hear some of the things you're saying and and, and the way you help people. It's Which, really, you're, you're a cool oh, bloke, man. You really it's nice to give you a platform to throw your passion out. Right? It is. I'm just I'm sort of in awe, man. <laughs> I need to sort of slap myself but here because it is. I appreciate you. I appreciate you saying that. But what we call that over here with the Michigan Bro, those are my guys. I'm gonna shout out to the Michigan Bros Grow Show. Those are my people. Those are the those are the guys. Those are the cats that I'm rolling around with all the time. To me, Definitely. every time I get to hang out with them, and you guys, you guys, you caught me right after that. I mean, I went directly from that. That's where I go. I call it recharging my batteries. That's why I'm smiling with my, you know, from ear to ear this whole time and just having a yeah. wonderful time. Loving it, you guys, loving it. But uh, I can't take all the credit. It's like that. It's like that feeling you get, like where you're just like, yes, now I want to get yeah. in the garden. I want to do, you know, and I want to do this or whatever. That's what I live for. I love that. So, you know, back to the, back to the community thing. But I, man, I really, 
if I could give any message, it's, it's all about the community, man. If you put love out there, it comes back like a hundred times. So mm-hmm. just, just put it out there and it'll, it'll come back. Just, just don't give up. You know what I mean? It might take, mm-hmm. <laughs> it might take a couple times, but mm-hmm. eventually it comes back. That's what the forums all about. That's why we, I mean, we get laughed at. I think, I think some people think that we're, you know, when we advertise what we, what we do and give away, I think people think that it's one of them scams. Like they're going to sign up and their email's going to be sold or saying, I don't know. Because it is, we, it, we, not saying it softly, but like the, the idea behind what we try and do for the community, for our community and anyone else, like, it, it, I don't want anyone buying seeds. Now, that's not doing disjustice to our sponsors that sell seeds because, you know, people are always going to buy seeds and we're out there. It's pushing it hard for him but i mean we're giving away like three three and a half thousand seeds a year on the forum now and it's it's nice it's nice to be able to see the guys doing it decent quality genetics and help people and i respect that man respect to that i just want to stop you and respect to that man because just giving genetics out there that's big a lot of people don't have the ability to get their hands on that or they're so scared to get those so just if you can put some beans in somebody's hand get get some seeds in somebody's hand you'd be surprised some people it's like you just gave them a gold bar. You know what I mean? So it's a little gesture, but not go ahead. Sorry. I, I hate to interrupt. No, no, no. That's not something to just skip by. That's, that's awesome, dude. That's big. It's just always been the plan spot with us. It's, it's like, it's what people think we're being soppy, I think, or as I said, like you, you try and explain to someone on, you, I, I approach, I, I'm not one of them people that runs around, but I'll come to the forum. We're doing so-and-so, so-and-so, but I am talking to someone. I say, look, go jump on there. I said, we can't just give them out, but doing like 60 competitions. I might go, and they're like, no, what's the cat? It's not because you're trying to, as you say, it's that nice to be nice where I'll put it and then you're just sharing that community vibe. And that's what I don't think any other community that I've, I've fished, I've played rugby, I've, I've done loads of things. Nothing quite like our community. Every, I think it's everyone's stuck in this, but it's proper laid back. But it's well, just... Nobody wants to see you grow more than growers. Exactly. Yeah. Bang, there you go. Now on ahead, man. All right. I'm going to get into the little, little out there. So if, if I'm getting too far, you stop me. Reel, <laughs> reel me back in. But I'm a big believer in cannabis and, um, you know, well, I'll just stick with cannabis. Cannabis is what helps kill the ego. If you, what I say by kill the ego is, is like a lot of people focus on themselves way too much and they prop themselves up and they get thinking they're bigger, better than what maybe they are. When you do that, that gets in your way. And that's what starts conflict. That's what starts bickering. And if you can just, like when I was saying it earlier and explaining, like I just sit back and, and try to look at it from, I try to pretend like I'm looking at it from the outside, looking in, kind of like try to remove myself from the situation. And a lot of times I can really change my perspective and be like, wait, why am I acting like that? That doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? But that it's that emotional response, that, that immediate emotional response is like, I call it my monkey brain. I got to rain in the monkey brain <laughs> and then think about it. <laughs> So that's what I like to say is like, just kill your ego for a second. Let's sit about, let's, let's act like adults. And that usually like, will like, usually it's like, cause if you, re, if you react in kind, then it just escalates. So um, even in a team situation, I'm thinking at work in my head when I'm, I'm saying this is like, I would just be like, I would step back and I'd be like, okay, well, what, what's the problem? <laughs> what, what is the issue? Why are you coming at me like this? I feel attacked. You know what I mean? Hmm. And if you can do it like that and that kind of a situation, it kind of disarms it. But if you just have that conversation in your head and you don't vocalize it, they don't know that you feel attacked and they might just bump their knee on the table and are pissed off and they're not trying to try not to swear. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so um, you can get, you can get caught in, in, in groups online and chat groups 
um, and take something the wrong way. And somebody's not even trying to come at you like you think they are. Yeah. So um, I've it's actually. Context is the text. That's the thing. Yeah. It's so, it's hard to read between the lines. You know, you can't get inflection or tone or. Mm. And so I've had a couple of people where I thought they were trolling me. Like they're just like coming at me really hard. And I just came back and I'm like, grows up, bro. I hope you, I hope you uh, have a great harvest next time, man. I respect your opinion. And then they come back in my DM and be like, man, I was having a bad day. I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And they delete their post or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, man, it's just so better. You know, I better than having a 20 minute back and forth about, you know, no, whose dick is bigger. Who cares? It's kind of kindness, <laughs> isn't it? And I always say, it's how much easier to make someone smile than it is to upset them. It's, it's an easier thing to do. It takes less effort to make someone smile than it does to upset someone. So it's, it's madness. I, I don't know exactly what you're saying, but it's... God, I'm going now, but it's, we, um, we say it regularly. I think on the shows, it's like we let you see the vessel. You you get emotionally mm. detached from the situation when you're a bit higher, and you can yeah. kind of just fucking understand it all a bit better. Like you're not yeah, so you emotionally involved. To, like, yeah, you said what I was just trying to say for the, like the last twenty minutes very well. What I was trying to say. Good job. <laughs> like <laughs> I wish that's exactly what I was trying to get across. Yeah. Matt, the whole time you were talking, I was smiling and nodding because yeah, you filled it out perfectly. But yeah, it, yeah, people get involved because everyone's problems are the biggest because they're theirs. But you step back and you take a look at the whole situation. It's like, man, there was only just a few little things that just bugging everyone. I was just, it's funny. It reminds me of a conversation I had with my daughter. She just, my, my granddaughter was in the hospital and she was upset. And I was talking to her and I said to her, I said, look, do you remember when you were in middle school? She's in, she's in her early 20s. And uh, yeah, dude, hang on. You got a granddaughter. That's that's insane. <laughs> like, three. I, I, I'm in awe right now. Like, what the fuck? Uh, Stop sorry, you notes make, on the yeah. strains that he's growing. Hey, yeah, hey, I grow lots of things, man. I'm good at growing. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, uh, I'll let you carry on. Sorry. Yeah. So um, so I said, you remember when you were in middle school and you know you weren't invited to the dance or or your boyfriend broke up with you and it was the end of the world and you for sure there was nothing to live for. And how stupid is that now? And she's like, yeah, but what does that matter? I said, you're going to be looking back like on this day today, years from now, the same way. So you'll be all right. And I try to tell myself that sometimes when I'm going through, like when your granddaughter is in the hospital getting brain surgery, you know what I mean? I tell myself that too. And uh, it helps. It all worked out. She's doing good. She's going to come home tomorrow. I'm so. glad. I'm glad. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I just, I can't get over the, the positive attitude and it's the cannabis that's helped me remove myself from a situation to think of things like that in a new perspective to, um, I don't know, rearrange my thoughts and, and, and be more positive. Because as soon as you start being super negative, you just, it builds. And that's where that depression, that's where you start leading to depression to where you just, like I was talking about the people that are sick and you go into their house and it's all dark like a cave. Like, no, you want sunlight. Do you know how good, you know, I just go off on stupid things. Like, do you know how good UV will do against viruses and things? Man, this is going to keep you healthy. Get outside, breathe the fresh air. That stuff is great for you. And I get them with the microbiology and everything. I'm like, I know they tell you that you shouldn't be eating raw vegetables. Eat all the damn raw vegetables. They're telling you not to do it because they're worried about the microbes. But all you're going to get is good. Wash it first. Who cares? It's a hell of a lot better diet than what they're telling you to eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just get in after it. And, uh, that's psychological. It's just so important. It's just so important. I mean, and uh, it's real easy to get lost in those cycles of 
I call it spinning my tires. You're not moving anywhere. You're doing the same thing. You're not doing anything. So it's really important. That's what cannabis does. It slows my thoughts down. It, it, it arranges them in order. And I don't have, I'm not trying to say 15 things. I'm saying one thing instead. It, usually when I'm not super high, I have 15 thoughts in my head and I'm only saying one of them. And it's uh, cannabis kind of dulls that down so I can focus on the, on the, on the one. I don't know if it's a, uh, you get five to choose from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got, I'm fine. Which one sounds smart. <laughs> I'm, <at that> one. <laughs> I'm talking from experience there, man. Like I completely agree. If I'm not smoking, it's like I'm trying to catch all these different ideas and then as soon as I've had to smoke and calm down, understand, okay, I, I can do this, that, and the other, and c- carry a train of thought a lot better. Right. Yeah, it's a, a relaxation and a focus at the same time. I just love it. Yeah. It was on a show, I was trying to explain that feeling. You just explained it. That morning I, sp- I smoke hash normally. I used to love smoking my hash. And um, I couldn't explain that, that thought process that you just did. And it's exactly that, as in, I will be... I sort of get critical of myself, but not in a critical way. That's how I look. That's how I was trying to explain it. But it is what you said. I'm sort of, my thought process is slower and I'm able to sort of look at them thoughts like throughout the day, just just everyday things. When I get stoned or it's just, I'm able to sort of analyze my thoughts and my day a bit better. That's what it does for me, I think. So I get the best idea. Like I get the best out of the box ideas too. It's yeah. like if I've been struggling with an issue or a problem I'm trying to solve and I just can't come up with a great solution, I could get ripped and then be watching a podcast about something completely different. And all of a sudden something will click in my mind and I'll be like, where did that come from? Thank yeah. you, cannabis, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I have loads of paper all around. I got notes and <laughs> paper and pens so I can write it down before I forget it. <laughs> yeah. It's just stoners, and as a grower, as like you were saying earlier, I always used to say that you know these the the kits that come out of like home growers, like the the kits that we all know and use as home growers, the the Wilmers and the the flood and drain systems. That was just someone sat there looking at growing a plant one day in his shed, and he was or in his loft or garage, whatever, whether he was doing it illegally back then. And he's like, I'm going to put that on that bucket. And it, it, just the things that come out of a stoners, because as you said earlier on, you have to use what you've got. We have to. We are here at the moment. We, we have to make things work. You look at some of the things that have come out of that, you know, and the, the, the different systems that we use now. That was some fella smashing it together in a shed, you know, 20 years ago. So it's mad. It's the stoner's and, mind at its best. And at the same time, what breaks my heart, I was listening to a podcast the other day. Oh, it breaks my heart to forget the people's names that I hear. I love to give people credit. Anyhow, he was a, a grower over by you guys. And he was talking about air layering, uh, basically cloning on the mother plant. Have you, are you guys familiar with air layering? I can't say no. I mean, okay. So yeah, I haven't done it yet. So I'm really interested yeah. to try it because it sounds wonderful. So what you do is you take uh, a root riot cube. It's like a spongy for cloning. Yeah. You, you cut it down the side like a hot dog. You know what I mean? Make it like a yeah, hot yeah. dog. And then you uh, have it somewhat moistened. You take... Um, a branch where you would take to cut, make a cutting for a clone yep. and you clean. Um, I, I would, uh, what do they call it? Scarification where you just take off a little bit yeah, of the, uh, the outside, nip, you know, the outside, yeah. put the cloning gel solution. I think you have to penetrate at least to the uh, inner 
pith past the white stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, and then, um, so it's got a wound and then you put the, uh, the cloning solution on there or powder or whatever you have aloe, whatever you have available. Yeah. And then you wrap that, uh, root right cube around that wound and then wrap it with a plastic film. You know, you wrap up food with, we have, we yeah, call yeah. it saran wrap here. Clean okay. film. All right, clean yeah. film. And then, uh, you wrap that up just to hold kind of the moisture in there. Yeah. And then, uh, he said within 10 days roots will come out. You unwrap the, the thing at that point when you start getting roots and uh you just cut the plant you cut your clone and now you have a rooted clone so no clone domes no trays wow none of that no having to worry about hardening off until yeah. i mean you take that so you take that cutting you you, you plant it into your first pot whatever and then you also uh, i heard a tip that you put the cloning solution like uh the, whatever you're using on the wound when you cut it off the plant too because you could still get an air embolism back down into the yeah, main yeah. plant so you just put that on there to seal that wound but how great is that for like plant counts and things like that too because now yeah. your clones aren't even plants until you cut them off and they're already rooted at that point you're not waiting in a clone dome and it's, they're it's receiving the nutrition the whole time they're not starving they're getting nutrition the whole time throughout because they're still attached to the mother plant you don't yeah. trim any of the leaves off you don't do any of that it sounds wonderful. I haven't tried it yet, but I, no, I I'm going to play with it. I'm, I'm having a go at that, definitely. I mean, it looks like the, the success rate's got to be higher as well because it's effectively got all of the life coming from the mother plant and the root system that it's got. I so wish it's I could remember like, who it was. I, it's on my phone, but he told, he sent me a link to a video that I want to watch of it too. But uh, he said that he's had 100% success rate. And he said it's... it's yeah, I, I want to say Wizard might have done it on the forum for some reason. So, um, somebody's done something similar. I'm not sure if they called it air rooting. <laughs> But I've heard I, it from, I've also heard it from the guy, I don't remember his name, but the creator of the My Herbs Now Dryer. He did a show on Eagle Garden Show and the Michigan Bros Grow Show interviewed him. And he both, he talked about it in one of those shows about air layering too. Same nice. kind of deal. He said that you could even take, they asked him, that guy said that, they said, do you think you could take a really big branch? Like how big of a, how big of a clone are we talking kind of a thing? And he said, you have to remember that whatever size clone that you're taking imagine what size root ball that will need so he says if you want to take a big one you def definitely can but you might have to take three or four of those cubes to make one big fat yeah so that you can get enough root mass to support that plant because as soon as you cut it off from its supply all it has to feed is from those roots that are left unless you're going to foliar feed the whole time yeah so <laughs> it's mad uh i've got a herb book and they talk about cloning I, I think they just call it lay lay pot laying so you take a branch and lay it down and then just put soil over the top of the branch until it basically lays up and yes, is feeding happily and you just hack the thing off and it, yeah it, it's kind it of just mad cleaner it's just cleaner if you're using uh like a root riot cube or yeah. something like that because you're not like using it. soil well it also i think if your door's coming in they're just going to see a pot with an extra plant if you if you got something wrapped around your right. plant they're, they're counting it as a root ball like no, i just yeah, like exactly. i like the crossover of different yeah. gardening types I and really I like the that, fact yeah. that you're freeing up space because now you don't need a space or a light or anything for a clone dome if oh. this works and you can just take it off the plant and then then take that plant that you just took that clone off of maybe maybe give it a week most and you could probably flip that and go right to flower yeah you know what I mean and then and now you don't have a bunch of plants you don't have a mother plant and clones and I mean how many plants are you saving by I think it sounds great I don't know I haven't tried it yet but, uh, you imagine okay. having a grafted mother, like having a big ass tree with all these different strains grafted on it, and then doing that 
So it's like you've got one mother plant with all the flavors you'd ever need to clone off. So this sounds really good until you get sickness. And all, yeah. in one all your eggs are in one basket. <laughs> That's exactly what I said as well, man. Like, I love it. Perfect train of thought. Like, far too risky for me. I almost lost a mother last week. It's not happening. What sounds interesting to me, I'm trying to push my son into that direction. He's talking about he wants to go, he wants to, go to school for uh, botany, but uh, I said, I want you to learn tissue culture. Please learn tissue culture. <laughs> just, just the ability to be able to, one, store your plants basically in a refrigerator. You know, my mother plants are in the refrigerator. What? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, then, uh, and then the ability that you can like revive the old vitality from old cuts and things like that. Like it brings it back to its original vigor because you're taking it down basically to the cellular level and rebuilding it from there. It's uh, don't they have to use like pure chemical PGRs to make that shit work though? Right? I don't, I, I honestly just don't have the capacity to look into that and all other stuff. It's scary shit, like it's a few UK growers. I mean, it's obviously where it's illegal, but obviously the houses here are smaller as well. It's, it's obviously just, it's just a lot smaller the land that we live on. So we don't have a lot of room. So the site like that, 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 that could be real interesting. I'm going to, I'm literally going to have a go at that in the next couple of days. I'm going to try and get it right up. I'll give full credits where credit's due to, to yourself and, and I'm going to find out who's did it. But yeah, I mean, that's something that could be used by so many people. Especially well, look, because a lot of people that. are growing one or two plants. So you, you're just constantly cycling. You just continuously cycle. So the thing, the, the downside, the downside of, uh, tissue culture is the turnaround you can't get out a clone as quickly as you can by cutting it off of a mother plant you can't get it like a, a ready-to-go plant it takes a lot longer because you're taking it down to the cellular level but that's yeah. how you're cleaning your plant think of the business think of the business like if you got good right now before it's legal yeah. if you could start opening on day one and now this is an ancillary business you're not directly growing the plant or anything you're just going to take a small piece of it yeah so you might be 100% legal even now. But anyhow, um, I don't know the legalities over there, but you could take those small pieces and store that. You could say, look, I'll be a genetic storage for you. And anytime you need this cut, give me the correct amount of time to get you a cut back. But I'll store this genetic for you. You could be a genetic bank and all you need is a big refrigerator room, you know, yeah. a, and or a walk in refrigerator. And you could store thousands of cuts That's and nice. not forever. You'd have to grow them out and maybe retissue culture them like every six months or something you know but uh every time you take the the very fastest growing part the very top the apical meristem so why that's important is when you take that it's so fast growing and it's so new that no viruses or disease or anything has had a chance to populate that part yet so when you that's take right, that yeah. little bit and then you start building a new plant from that it's completely clean so just to be able to tell somebody I could, they call it scrub your plants over here. Oh, there's a place in California that does it like scrub my plants. You could take your genetics that maybe you've been growing it for, you know, say 10 years. And it's not just as vi vital as it was on year one. It's like lacking supposedly from what I hear from people, it comes back to like that original vitality. You come back and it's like from seed, it's like growing good. So cool. think of that business. Like if you could just, I always thought that here is like, man, if I had the capacity to, to, to do that. And I think you have to have really, really clean conditions though. So we're talking yeah, 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 lab like, yeah. but uh, if you could do that and knock it out, you could probably support yourself on that for, you could ride the wave to retirement probably on that yeah. because that's so valuable. So valuable. Mm -hmm. 
to be able to supply a clean, I mean, to be able to supply a clean clone. I mean, it's like almost scientifically proven to be clean unless you, you know, yeah. walk it's through true. a field of, you know, bugs on your way with them. Yeah. yeah. It's almost <laughs> like a seed, but as a clone form kind of a deal. It just, it sounds so good. Kevin Jordry is a uh, shout out to little green chat. Just brought up Kevin Jordry. He's, I've learned a lot of it from him talking about it. He's little green sent me him today. I'd never seen him before. I was like, what's going on here? I'm going to be, I'm going to get lost watching a lot of his videos at Kevin Jordy. He's, he's, he's got a real unique way of like, it's, it's the accent, I think, as well, and everything in it. It's like, oh, yeah. It's not what yeah. you'd expect to be like Stone and Grow. It just doesn't look and sound, but it's there. You know, he knows what he's talking about. It's mad. But yeah, I love Doc. I've actually, um, he was just on, uh, what podcast was that? Uh, the Bracing Organics podcast. He was just on that. I have to finish watching it. It was, it was awesome. I love watching Kevin. Yeah. So we're going to have to try and invite you again, Spartan, as well, because there's so much we want to talk to you about. But this is the legal side of it. You can sit at work all day and talk about this all day with people that are growing. So it's just for, it's the, the, the levels that the knowledge. Obviously, we can all learn this stuff. But when you're just talking about it all day, if I could just sit here all day and talk to eight people about growing, the stuff that you'd learn and it, it, i think we're a little bit lost talking to and you that's why people give me you know some people kind of you know tease me like you're on like every show i'm like it's so that's my thing man i love yeah. just talking to everybody about it because just what you're saying i can learn something from everybody yeah i have i wholeheartedly agree that, that there's something out there that i can learn from anything and hell i just had a hell of a great time on it you know what i'm saying so mm. I don't care if I learned nothing. I, I just had a hell of a fucking great time. You know what I mean? And I learned, I can tell you one thing. I learned how about FECO. Bam. There's one there thing go. I just learned. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, um, no, it's, it's, it's mad. Honestly, I'm going to say that. Oh, I'm I'm, way better for it. And I appreciate that. I've been super, it's almost nostalgic. <laughs> I did super following you guys because I just love listening to you guys talk. It's like mm. hang with the, the friend, you know, hang with, the, you know, my friends and, and we're shooting the shit. And yeah. like you said, I can turn on the, the, the TV and listen about you know, the Kardashians, or I can listen to somebody talk about weed. It's a no brainer. I don't even need the TV. You know what I mean? That's I don't it. even need a TV in my house. Just give me a, a give me a, a computer or a, uh, you know, a, a phone and let me listen to a YouTube video about, you know, I, I sometimes, I don't know about if this works for you guys, but for me, it's like, once I got really into growing weed, especially organically, it's like a, a gateway plant to every other plant. I want to grow everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to, I, like, I've got raised beds going in the backyard and I'm taking my yeah. used soil clods and I'm building raised beds out of them. And it's just, it's fun. So, yeah, uh, I think it's, it's, it's one it's of those hilarious, things. man. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, well, no, you're, you're like an, an American mirror of kind of what I'm trying to do in my, in my position. It's just like, I, I'm just smiling. And I'm along, man. Like, yeah, I, I, I put in four raised beds, like in, in like, market garden styles so are all raised out and specially spaced out so yeah it, well you gotta Dude, do it man you can, like what you can do on those raised beds but i thought was i don't know i put a feather in my cap for it. i saved up for the longest time probably a year's worth of st sticks and stems from harvests usually i burn them because they go up like flash paper they go up super fast uh when they're really dry and they go like super hot i've <laughs> i've had pictures in my phone where the flames were twice as high as my house yeah. but anyhow uh i saved them up for a year instead of burning them i took and put them in the bottom of my raised beds i lined the whole raised bed almost like a mini hugo culture so it was all sticks uh cannabis sticks and then the reused soil from my cannabis grows <laughs> and then all my grass clippings from my yard yeah. 
on top is a mulch. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Shit, man. Well, the thing is, it works. And it, you're, well, the way you cycle will grow as well. That soil going in there in the middle is just going to make busy work of all the top and bottom. Like, that, that's the beauty of going semi-organic, I suppose. Everything's already fired up and ready to start digesting the shit you throw at it. And it's so fun. I went to uh, Michigan is surrounded. I don't know if you know about the states much, but Michigan is surrounded by a bunch of lakes. It's, it's, uh, most people can pick out Michigan on a map because of that. It's surrounded by the Great Lakes. So um, it's, they're like oceans. I mean, when you stand on the shore, you swear you're on the ocean. You get in the water and it's fresh, no salt. It is amazing. But anyhow, uh, we went out there uh, for summer. We went out there for a day trip, went out to the shore. And uh, I scooped up some some sand off the shore and I sprinkled that in my beds. And oh, my God, I don't know. I'm just telling you what, man, those micro I, I said I'm microbe harvesting out of the water. I'm aquaponics <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sprinkled it in my beds. And dude, plants loved it. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I can't. Like, I keep getting too high and then buying ridiculously big bags of like uh, what was i had oyster shell turn up today 25 kilos of the stuff i'm like man i, <laughs> I, I gotta go to bed earlier like <laughs> organic amendments are a weird addiction using that fishing site is that you going to there or not uh yeah uh, i used it for the fish stuff and yeah. the, this the uh, kelp meal as well like yeah they, they're good for a few things but yeah or, organic yeah. amendments are a bad addiction like you say it's weeds a gateway drug into growing everything else <laughs> everything else i just started recently within the last year ph and all my organics as everybody says and the science says you don't need to ph in organics but then i got to thinking yeah well you do if you the reason is is that the microbes will adjust to ph but if you put the ph at the original i mean at the optimal level then the microbes don't have to spend energy in doing that and they can just get back to digesting the crap in the soil so that your plants can eat so i've started ph in my uh, soils and i mean it's a hundred percent better i don't care if you're an organic grower you need to ph your water going in just ph it just do it and you're, you're gonna i know it takes 10 seconds come on but anyhow i found some hacks because i wanted it like i don't want to put you know a hydroponic you know synthetic ph up and down so i found when you said fish it reminded me i used i've got this product it's called alaskan fish fertilizer and it's a liquid but it's questionable it's really trying to be a solid it's 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 plain like a liquid but it's really trying to be a solid but anyhow the stuff is like you're going to clear the room for hours that's how bad it smells to me mm. it's just it's just terrible but i it's super acidic so that's my ph down I pH down with fish fertilizer, just like a couple drops, and it'll just <laughs> tank the pH. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's finding these things, isn't it? It's the different things that do that. Do that. Yeah. So, so no, was... um, we we got Grumpy, who I well, he somebody was trying to do a, a high, uh, aeroponic grow without actually like chemical pH down, so like letting the microbes balance the shit. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't Grumpy actually, but where I've started using uh, EM one and uh lab it's like you can actually if you throw them in hard enough you can get the ph about right like the organic amendments you use the microbe shit instead <laughs> <laughs> there's a great uh shout out little green in the chat just asked spartan growing how do you feel about flushing it's a big topic in the uk what do you guys think i want to hear your opinion then i'll tell you mine uh i'll, I'll flush i mean cocoa 
so I, I mean, I'll flush and um, I'll do a mid flower flush. It's more habit for me. And that's what I really liked about grinding cocoa is it's habit forming cocoa growing. Um, you know, especially when you're working with the same strains you get to know them. I don't need to measure anything anymore except pH. I know how much this and that, but flushing, because I haven't, I've sort of started to reduce the times. I've started to leach off my feed towards the end of flower now. Normally I would just go in at my full whack until week eight and I'll flush for 14 days. Most strains that I've done at 10 weeks. But I couldn't tell you if it's any different because I haven't tried it, but I would definitely be in the flush camp and it's sort of been the done thing in and around the forums that I've been on. So I sort of followed the herd like a lost sheep, but yeah, I, I flush and, and for that reason, I couldn't tell you if it's, um, it does anything different for me at the end of, of, of growth. So I know GMO's played with it. Well, I I don't think I've gained enough from flush, but I think that there's economic value to not using nutrients at the end of a grow if you don't have to. So, so are you saying you do flush or you don't flush? Uh, uh, I I don't do a traditional like flush the water like flush your pots out. I'll just run lower nutrients or I'll just feed plain water towards the end if I'm thinking about it. But I don't do That's like I a do. full flush two weeks of plain water at the end of my growth so i think uh so if we're talking in cocoa okay how do I, the science yeah, that I I've, think the, the science okay the science that i've seen shows by measuring nutrient levels in the leaves of the plant at different times and feeding it knowing what the inputs were they flushed and didn't flush and they said that by flushing, it changed the nutrient or the mineral contents in the, the buds 0%. It didn't change the mineral content at all. So you're not flushing anything out of the buds. Now, I'm not saying flushing is bad. In uh, at Canico, we do flush. But like GMO brought up, it's not a negative effect to the plant when you flush. Are they, does anybody know of a negative effect? You can overdo it for sure. You could go too much and like flood your plants like and... You know, but if you have holes in the bottom and you're letting it freely flow, it's pretty hard to do unless you're doing it every single day. Mm -hmm. If you flush really heavy and then let it dry out, you should be okay. But um, I'm like what you guys said. We just, uh, even at Mincanico commercially, we tend to just tail off. We don't just cut it. Any, you know, we tail off once we get close. And then once the last couple of weeks, we go down to like nothing. But um we measure the runoff too. So we know what our numbers are. So we kind of adjust our inputs to what the runoffs are coming out. Yeah. So it's kind of tailored that way. So we never really get a super high concentration in there. Now, when we're talking about organics though, in my situation, I'm pretty much flushing the whole time. The only thing I'm adding to my water at times is uh, maybe might be some microbes or like I was saying a little mm -hmm. bit of fish shit just to bring the pH down. Mm -hmm. But uh, um, really what I'm doing, it's a whole different system. It's a whole different mindset. You know, organics, it doesn't feed the same way. The plant is eating a whole different way than when you're feeding it with hydroponics nutrients. Hydroponic nutrients, just picture you're spoon feeding the plant what you believe it needs. And then in an organic situation, you're, you, anything that you top dress or add to the soil, you're feeding the microbes. You're not feeding the plant. It's your microbe population in your soil that's communicating with the plant whatever way that is and they are driving what nutrition the plant 
is taking up. You know, the plant will send out exudates signaling, I need this kind of nutrition. Basically, it traps, it knows what will attract a certain type of microbe, which gives it the nutrition it wants, yeah. that kind of a deal. So it's a whole kind of different mindset. Um, and uh, flushing doesn't make sense in organics. It's like, what are you doing? Why would you, you want to kill all your microbes? For what reason at that point? I mean, it doesn't, I don't, at the end, I'm, I'm watering with just water. Is that flushing? I don't know what your definition of flushing is, but yes, I guess I flush if that's what you call flushing, but I'm not doing like what GMO said. I'm not, it's not a high volume. You're not, you're not pouring yeah, more just, than a five gallon pot. You're not growing 10 gallons through it. Yeah. It, that's, what, that's what I think a little green is probably referring to the end of flower over here. Say with hydroponics and that was, we, we do that. I think, um, I don't know. I think the, the layman's term, I'm one of them, would be that we, you know we're making the plant eat up the stored nutrients and the leaves and that. But again, it, we, we, in the UK, we we just follow sort of thing because we've got no way to prove nothing. So, so we just sort of follow what it, people have said. There's a misconception, man, with with flush that this whole white ash thing means that you're getting a clean smoke, but mm. ash is determined by like how hot shit's burning. Like, doesn't moisture content also? Have, I think moisture kind of has some kind of effect too. Yeah, I, but it, yeah. It, again, that that moisture content keeps down the temperature it actually gets to when it, when it's burning as well. So, yeah, if you're you're smoking proper sticky weed, you can end up with a real heavy black ash at the end. But that can come down to it just being fresh as shit. And really, <laughs> this is unpopular, but I'm 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 the guy that likes to just shoot from the hip and, and just tell it the way I see it. So I believe flushing came to be two reasons the nutrient companies recommending way too many nutrients so they had to recommend flushing to get that nutrient out at the end Hell so your yeah. plant didn't burn up and two is to speed up your harvest so you know i'm sure you guys well know uh, people that are growing for a business even if it's illegal they don't usually when it's illegal actually they just care about quantity because people aren't looking for quality i mean it's great when you get it but usually it's what it's not hey what do you have is do you have weed that's all they care you know what i mean mm. so those guys you know it's got to be quantity i forgot my point what the fuck was i just talking about <laughs> <laughs> you're asking stoners man it's no good uh, <laughs> it was really good i was ramping up no he was going to um the ash um yeah ash, about ash. ash. oh and flushing oh flushing, so yeah. so these guys that they think that they, they can turn a harvest faster they get obviously more weed and more money yeah so yeah if you flush and harvest early you can almost reproduce if you take at least the plant will start turning yellow and it almost it's like what i call the fake fade you know what i mean you don't get yeah. the colors you just get yellow and white mm. but um if you take a plant long enough it should start turning colors like purple red brown That's, yeah yeah so if you get those colors, you've made it. But if you're harvesting a plant that's yellow, you're harvesting a deficient plant. That's what you're harvesting. Yeah. So, I mean, so I get I'm yellow right. leaves at the end, yes. And I get leaves mm -hmm. that die and crinkle up into nothing and dry. That's what I really like to see. I like to see the leaves get all dry and crinkled up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I got there. It's giving up its leaves. That's done. So yeah. uh, I like to push stuff a little longer than a lot of people. But uh, like you said, you impressed me with your 10 weeks, man. That's good. I, I take everything at least nine. And then, yeah. uh, well, I just took out a sour melon at 77 days, so that was 11. But that's about the range yeah. I, I like to take mine. Yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've seen a lot of strains, obviously, that come down at nine. But I, 
I've always you see, I used to go longer than that because I used to be of the camp where flower didn't start until true flower. So obviously, so you got you go from day one. Uh, now I go with Coco. I, I change to PK uh, thirteen fourteen, and I'll have um, start feeding flower based uh, nutrients from day one of, from twelve twelve, and that's when I start my flower now. Before I didn't, so I used to go like 12, 13, 14 weeks with like indicas and stuff. But I always liked my stuff overcooked. I like my stuff to put me. It always really. I bet when I was younger, it was more uh, recreational, but then it just become about sort of sleep. I've never I've had sleep problems for years and it was about putting me on my ass and in the night. So I wanted my stuff just glue me to the floor and I found going longer and longer done that. So and done it well. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. RSO, that's the next level. Yeah. When you, that's why you can't, I, when you can't yeah. get to that level anymore. RSO gets you to that level. That's all I, I RSO and edibles now. That's for me. That's that's, that's it. I, I don't even smoke anymore. Um just just I edibles and RSO. And I'd, I'd stopped the RSO for a little while and then we was going on these shows and we'll see I'm a grower and, and I'll, I'll make RSO or have someone make RSO for me because if you've listened, you know my accident broke, I'll blow the house up. So, uh, but I started listening to this, was listening back and it was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not faking it because I'm a grower, but I'm not a stoner. And this is when we're doing the dank tapes with the stoner chat. So I've done that dollop of RSO before on show, man. And I just totally melted out. I was sitting there fragging out and someone from our forum, known me for years, saw it. And he was, knowing when someone notices something, no one else notices. And he knew that I was just falling apart. And he just kept dropping little one-liners in the chat. I was like, oh, just that half an hour went silent, man. Just pushing yeah. that anxiety, just pushing oh, it a little bit. God. I was just <laughs> I was just watching, waiting for his, him to come up in chat next. It was like the anxiety of waiting for him to say something next. But he wasn't letting everyone else know. He's having his own little joke, and he's on the. He knows who he is if he's listening. I won't name and shame him, but he's he's got a thing about trying to get me. So since that, I do now. I have my little RSO before I come on these shows, but I don't do what I've done before and try and annihilate it because I felt like I was pretending almost because I'm a grow up and a grower for years. If I can see that I'm a grower, but I hadn't smoked for a long time and I was sort of stockpiling. Like medicine if anything so hey yeah. don't feel bad man I'll, I'll blow everybody everybody's mind right here and tell you that i grew cannabis for years before i ever smoked it yeah fair play then just like what you're saying i yeah. i was going through the same thing it's like i'm just taking people's word for this mm. you're telling me if this is good or not and i'm making I'm, yeah, yeah. I, i'm investing money and buying things over what somebody else says no <laughs> not happening i started smoking it and never stopped never stopped yeah. i'm making up for lost time that's what yeah, I'm doing. Yeah. That's exactly it. It's exactly it. So it's, it's 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 always been there. That's the thing. It's always been there. And I don't want to get back into the whole thing about legality, but it's just it's it's there, and anyone can do it, and you can do it in a small cupboard in your house, one plant, whatever. You, anyone can do it, and it's just a, it's hard because you have to be careful what we say. But you know, that's why that's why we do what we do with the forums to try and help people do it as, as best they can. We give away the tents, the lights, the seeds of knowledge and try and get people through the, the, the early stages because it's just, so I've always said, this is going to, this is, sounds mad, but I would, if I had to pick between using bud and growing, I'd grow. I think that growing. I've done it, man. I've done it, bro. Yeah, this is it, but I think it can just, it, I mean, for the rest of my life, if someone said, that's, you have to make a choice now, I would grow. You know, and it's not, I, I grow more plants than I need because I love growing. You know, and it's, it's, uh, it's my, it does something to me mentally out there. It's, tell you, it settles me. I'm sure it's the same for, for both of you guys too. It's like, 
the feeling you get when you grow some just choice, like the best you've ever, you're, you swear it's the best you've ever done. What's the first thought in your mind? Besides, I want to smoke it. I want to share this. That's what it's, that's what's great about yeah, cannabis. Yeah. It's like, I want to bring this to so-and-so. I want yeah, to bring yeah. this to so-and-so. What yeah. other- So-and-so what needs other, to try this. Is, like, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's so, such a powerful message about, the, about it. You know what I mean? It is. You want to shout out, and that's when you can't do that here. You can't, you've got friends, obviously, but that's what I love about the kick on about the forums. But you do, you, you see the excitement on a new grower. They come in and like they get a bit of information, they start growing. And you just see as it starts, that butt starts to go into flower and it starts to get fat. And you could just see by the way they type, you know, it, it, the excitement. And then as soon as they harvested it and they're back and then there's smoke reports and it's just all fingers. And there's like where they're typing so fast, there's like the wrong letters in the words. And man, the, 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 nothing makes me. Hate, smile more than that you know what i mean that oh, that's the and, best man everybody just, thanks me so much and i'm like man you don't know mm-hmm. you don't know i get just i might get more excited than the person yeah. i'm helping I'm like yeah. yeah you got it how are you doing you know hey tell me how that plant's going you know what i mean yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I get all jazzed up on on somebody else doing it yeah i love it man it, it's 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 just thank you man i think you guys are too it's like kindred spirits man kindred spirits. Yeah, i think man. it's the plant man everybody's yeah, brings us all together. We birds of a feather, man. We all just kind of eventually find each other. That's it. No, I, well, I, I think it's brilliant having you here for the first show because it's just at such a positive tone for everything to come, man. Oh wait, I, yeah. I had so many things that I wanted to talk about, but I've just keep getting lost listening. Like it's mad. You, you got, you've got a. I don't know. It's infectious, but you've just got a way with addictive personality. It I just rubs you, off on everyone, I think. But I mean, just to teach, you've got a way of saying things that just sort of click and it, it's mad. It's mad. I've learned so much here tonight. Like, I'm, I'm going to go back and watch a big podcast with a mate, man, because it's, it's, it's mad. <laughs> well, you know, like when I was telling you, like, I like to surround myself with people that I feel like are way above me. Like, mm. I feel like I've done that to an extreme almost yeah. on, on the, uh, the, the cheap home grower, for example. You know, Dr. Coco, he's got a, a, a degree in botany. I've been to you know, universities, but I don't have a degree. I, I ran out of money, man. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I go in there or Matthew Gates, I mean, Oof, blows us I, away. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to have to look up some words, bro. I don't know what you're saying. You know? So, um, I try to be that guy. That's the bridge. That's yeah. like, you know, I can, by hanging out with these guys, they're rubbing off on me. I'm starting to be able to absorb some of this. I just keep banging it into my ear. Eventually some of it sticks in and then, if I can understand a little bit of it, I can try to like understand it in my mind and put it in words that people can understand, you know, the yeah, common yeah. person that doesn't have a botany degree. Somebody in chat the other day put up like Bactillus thuringiensis and I read it in Russ Brand's voice from hearing it so many times on that <laughs> podcast. Like it, it's weird. Like you drum certain words in and it's like, it becomes second nature when you can talk to people about it. I think that's well, the beauty of it. it. Love it. Yeah, Bacillus thuringiensis. That's how I say it. <laughs> I'm not going to attempt it, but this time I'm not in the state. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, that's that, yeah. Again, I'm not good. In, I'm not good with Latin. I'm sorry. I'm barely good with English. Well, it was mad. Just I, I read it in somebody else's voice. That's how many times I'd heard it discussed, but I'd never like said it out loud. So in my brain, it was somebody else saying it. It just blew my own mind for a moment, but. I think that's how you pick stuff up. You just hear it so often that it's become second nature almost. Yeah. And that's why I love uh, 
those people that I, I super appreciate them because I can ask them. I can be like, wait a minute, dumb it down for the normal guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> what does that mean that you just said? So it's a real special spot for me because I'm trying to extract information from them just like everybody in the chat is. But, you know, sometimes somebody will say something like, um, should I pH my water? And it goes into an hour long conversation when I would have said, yes. <laughs> that could be the problem. I do a lot of podcasts I've listened to. Sometimes it's just, I think some people get a, a bit, and it, you know what people, it's, I've always said, it's about what people enjoy. And if they enjoy being, you know, as scientifically knowledgeable and wording it in that way, then that, that's, that's, that's brilliant. I love that. I love GMO goes on some tangents it's just is 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 mine the way that gmo's mind works is just so different from mine but it, it's beautiful to watch him enjoy doing it but sometimes it's, it's in, real hard as just yeah, a, a grower in the though. uk to try and listen to some of these podcasts and that's where as i said that, that you've got a way of that i can listen to it and it is it's real cool man I'm I can't that, listen to GMO. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> GMO, don't shut up. Yeah, <laughs> I do need to. I need. I need to stop, man. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, little things like he was out when he was out doing his uh, plants and that. That was we. I talked to him on, on app on the phone, a voice thing, and I was. He was saying that he was out. He picked his outdoor spots, and like in my head, I, I know GMO, and I could just imagine him doing it, and I just smiled at the way that he would have been like probably testing the wind and looking at the light and seeing how many branches put shade down. He's just, he's yeah, got a drone, man. He's got a drone. He's scouting. <laughs> but it's just the way people's minds work. I love that. And I said, it's, it's completely different from what I would do with things with Jim, the way Jim would do it and I'd do it, but I love that he does that. But sometimes some people can be a bit overbearing with the way they try and put it across as if it's, you know, you're trying to understand. As, as if it's law sometimes. Yeah. The yeah, thing yeah. about it is it's it's a plant and you can always pick up what somebody's doing and somebody else and find your middle ground that works better than either would have done if you tried to do it. Yeah, exactly. That's good. But it's it, when you can't understand what someone's talking about in the first place. And they could be saying it a little bit simpler. And you know, I'm not saying that I'm stupid. I'm, I, I know how to grow. I do well for what I do. I do it because I do it the wrong way. But I can't sometimes get the gist of some of these conversations where you could just put it a little bit simpler. Or so, you know what I mean? Like as a kid going to say, but as you're doing now. So it is, it's, it's a real, it's a talent. It's the talent's what he's spawned. And well, it's, it's, it's nice. Well, thank you. And, and I agree with you, man. It's like, it's hard to, for, I mean, I don't know if I've got a conditioner or something, but it's hard for me to, to even keep focus when you, they start going on and on. And it's almost like they change their language to a language that yeah. is difficult to understand. You know, you start using really big words. I don't, you lose me. I don't know what you mean. I don't, when you're using another language, I can't even understand your language. That's going to be rough for me to hold focus for very long. Yeah. So I sit there and, and like we said, I just try to translate, you know what I mean? But a lot of times I'm not translating. I'm like, wait a minute. What did you? What, what, you know, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so when you get two people trying to measure each other off. You know, that's that's the one. When you get, I love that you get a podcast and then, then you start hearing them dropping these words like they're, they're trying to outdo each other. And it's just like, please just calm. But yeah, no, it's um, it's funny, man. But as I said, yeah, they enjoy that. Like, but I like. So, I think I feel that you're the same as me. Is like, I when I grow, it's like I'm just gonna grow the damn plant. And then I'm going to go back and try to learn what the hell's going on. <laughs> you know, what, yeah, that, what yeah, can I improve? It. Yeah. What can I improve? Okay. I'm going to try to learn one thing today. How can I improve cloning? You know, watch some video. Yeah. And then I'm just going to do the damn thing. And then I'll try to improve. That's really important. I think to just always try to improve, be open to other people's, like you said, you know, other people's yeah. way of doing things could have one technique and all of their techniques that you're like, wait a minute, 
that's badass. I might do that. And it's just yeah. going to up your game. You know what I mean? So for sure. For sure. We'll what finally make the penny drop as well. Sometimes people yeah. have got a way of saying it and it's like, oh shit, that's mm. what I was meant to be doing. Like, why was I doing the other thing? Like, I was bending it, but I didn't understand why I was bending it. Right. No, do you see, but the thing is, especially with the forum life, I've been on it for years now, and why do I do half of what I do, like the flushing? I've got no ideas because everyone else done it. But it is, it is, it is and you slowly learn your own ways. It's, I enjoy doing it my way without, you know, I, I don't know half of the processes. I love I love that GMO enjoys doing it his way, and I love that's that's the beauty of it is, is you you have to be able to let people do their thing and watch them enjoy it and enjoy watching them do it. You know, shouldn't be one of them people to jump on them for not doing it your way. That that gets to me, especially there's, on forums. Don't there's like too that. many niches with weed to start putting blinkers on, especially yeah. now when we're at the forefront of when we can start learning shit. Like it's time to uh, like, just really tell everyone what you've done and what you can do and how it behaves and shit, man. I'll tell you what, I really hope and pray for you guys to, to get a, some sort of legalization a little bit better because it's so freeing, for lack of a better term, um, to be able to just, you know, what I'm doing right now, come on and, uh, you know, put my, put my camera on and not worry about yeah. a militant police officer kicking my door in, you know what I mean? Or somebody from my son's school recognizing me and uh you know ratting me out or something but literally this is an honest story i was at the local hardware store today there's three hardware stores in town i was just at one of them it's a big one and i hear someone <laughs> i was wearing this hat michigan bros grow short I, had, <laughs> I did have the shirt on and uh i just hear from an aisle spartan and i turned and looked and a guy was just staring at me somebody i've never seen in my life that i know of and i look and i'm like Hey, what's up? You know, and he goes, yeah, yeah. Hey, I was just waiting to see if it was you or not. I thought it was you. I saw your hat. This guy was like probably 60 years old. And uh, I was like, dude, that's awesome. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Just, that's mad. It's so, I don't know. It's so freeing. It's so free. It's so nice. It's like there is still a long way to go with acceptance with everybody, obviously. And that might always be the case. But if I could die a happy man, you know what I mean? Where yeah, we've yeah. gotten so far, just flipping that one switch. Um, it kind of goes back to the legal thing as far as they've given me this opportunity. Why would I want to piss on it? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And push my luck. You know what I mean? It's so that's kind of tying that all together. It's like, mm. it's such a great open feeling. It makes it's just a level of stress that goes away. That's the best way I can put it. All that background stress. Yeah. We all know that. Head. Yeah. It's gone. When the wife texts you, the cops are at the neighbor's house. You're just like, huh, I wonder what's going on instead of whole oh, shit. <laughs> it is just the little things, isn't it? I mean, it, it, I, when I, if I have like a two week break in between harvest and starting to grow, I, I never, never sleep so well. That's the best two weeks sleep I've had in years because it's not every noise. Especially when we moved to a new area, like we moved down here and like, every, got an alley behind the back where the, the, where the building is that are growing and that, every single noise. And some, someone around here, I've heard the people like you said, but a scrapper, we call them scrappers, sells uh, metal. They burn wire to get the plastic off of it. Now, can you imagine smelling that like three times a week at three in the morning with a grow in a garage outside? For the first two months, I was running down the stairs. I was at for like three or four times a week. But eventually I got used to it. But you do, it's that anxiety and the stress, the little things that bother nobody that just drive us insane, man. Even to this day, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. I'll be, if I'm sitting in the living room of my house, I have this big, like two or three windows next to each other. So it's a wide space of windows that I can see out the front of my house. And there's a, you know, a street out front. Yeah. 
I see a car slow down. I'm instantly standing up and, and looking and like, what, what's going on here? What, what's this guy doing? You know what I mean? So everything doesn't go away, but yeah, a lot of that stress and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you I can see it smiling. I can't get it to smile off my face. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just thinking about that. I'm just so appreciative of it. Mm. So, yeah. So I, I feel for you guys. I really do. I hope it changes. I, I, I've often I've been quite vocal, so I think it will be worse because the way that our government will do it is, at the moment, they can't afford to police it. So you're not getting in big trouble. They're not going to put you through court. They're not going to... And, and, and you, if you get arrested over here for doing small home grows, it, it's for one of a few reasons. They've stumbled across it accidentally. Someone's made them aware they've had to act. They're not actively looking because they can't afford to. Now, the minute that they might start making money out of it, and there's money and there's tax in, in it, I think that they'll start looking at every home grower. Like, say, if, if you have to get special licenses, so you still have to grow some illegally, whatever, you, you have to do your thing, then they're going to look at them people like they're all, even the grown personal, they're all cash croppers and they're all robbing taxes. You know, that, that's the way I think it's going to go over it. I think it will go to one or two of the highest bidders who are going to grow it, as in uh, corporations or pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies. And no, no, I think, see, everybody said that here in the United States. Everybody said the same thing. They're still saying it. And it may be, it may get to that point eventually. But I, I push back all the time because of the cannabis community that I know. When I go to a, a cannabis cup and have to wait, I, I kid you not, the year that we in Michigan, in the state of Michigan, we went recreational legal where you don't have to have a medical card. It's just if you're 21 or older, you're allowed to have cannabis. That year, I waited in line on the road to the event for an hour to get into the event. I went and parked. And then I went past to a longer line than where I was with my car and stood in line for four hours, four more hours to get into that event. Yeah. So that tells me there's a huge, mm. you know, that's not something that's going away. It's, yeah. just, it's, it's just going to take over the whole world, man. It's going to get to you guys. I'm sure you're not going to be one. Like you said, you're not going to be left out. I don't know if you said mm. it on this show, but you've said it on past shows. Mm. You're not going to be left out forever. I mean, once even the United States, you know, the federally, I mean, they're going to roll within the next five years, I'm sure, probably sooner than that. Next election, somebody's going to use that as a as an election point to like vote for me for weed and, and try to buy votes that way. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. It would. They tried to do that here, and I think that, that would be a thing as well as part of a political push, which is, I don't care how we get it, as long as we get it. And the Liberal Democrats tried to do it recently, but I mean, there's no one going to vote for them at the moment. But it's, <laughs> uh, it, yeah, I think that, that's what I'm saying. I think that all of the stars are aligning for the next couple of years to get the country out of the, the trouble that it's in financially. And you know, the fact they cannot afford to police it anyway, it's, they're basically saying, no, they're not saying, but you know what I mean? It, it, you're not yeah. going to get in serious trouble. It's your first time and you're not really, you've got four plants. You, you, you're not. So and I think the, the stars way, are aligning. That's the pretty restricted. International though. evidence as well, man. Like other countries legalizing eventually just stops there being laws saying it's bad, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, even think about this, like in the United States, the different states legalizing, that just made it like, okay, for the next one to dip their toe in the water, you know what I mean, as yeah. more and more fall into place, you can kind of do that, like other countries around you, if you start getting surrounded, and you're the only country in your area that doesn't allow it, and no tourism comes there anymore, I mean, you're hurting yourself, you're hurting yeah, yeah. yourself, so eventually it will happen, it's just, hopefully it happens sooner than later, you know what I mean, but I don't think it's going to be taken over, especially initially, with uh, big business, like you were saying, because um, of the struggles I was talking about earlier, like Canada, 
you get these big businesses, they try to run it like a big business. Like, oh, this is just a product. Who cares? Well, let's get somebody with a big flashy degree. Let's throw money at the problem and let's kick right. out some weed. And uh, that quality is just not good. Yeah, you have to have a Canadian person, you know, you say, hey, your Canadian citizen say, when you ordered from the government, well, how, what was the quality of the weed? Everything mm -hmm. I hear is not good. I've heard that, yeah, exactly the same thing. And a lot of them are growing now because it, it, it's, it's, it's not good. So, yeah, it makes sense. It's, we've always said you, the difference between what we do is the love and attention that goes into it. And we do it as a passion. You get different levels. Some people would probably need it for medicine and don't really want to bother with growing it, but it's so expensive they have to. Some people just love it. And that attention and, and that love goes into it. And love's a, a funny word to use, but it is. And you, you get that back at the end. You're not going to get that back trying oh, yeah. to just grow a, a million tons of it in, in, a, in, in a few greenhouses. It's not going to happen. So, yeah, it makes sense. I don't think you would get an argument from most anybody who's... I don't know if it's... I think it's probably plants in general, but I'm just going from cannabis. Go with what I know. But there's a, like you said earlier about if you had the choice, you would just grow. There's such a therapeutic, there's something there, you know, we can call it what we can come up with whatever word you want to call it, but there's something there that you get. There's a benefit, you know, as humans, we're kind of nurturing spirits. We're taking care of something that's living. We get that connection. We get that satisfaction of watching it grow almost like a child. I mean, it's, it's not that serious, but I mean, there's those emotional attachments that you get and um, it's so rewarding, you know, yeah. just like when somebody, I mean, we don't even have to talk about cameras when somebody bites into their first homegrown tomato, mm. as opposed to what they bought at the store that tastes like nothing. <laughs> and then they had their homegrown tomato, at least that's in the United States. It might be different in your guys, but the factory farm stuff tastes like ice. It tastes like water. It tastes like nothing. Like there's no nutrition. You can tell. You get something out of your backyard and it's actually got minerals and you let it mature to ripeness and pick it and, and eat Done it properly. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't shipped mm. across the country when it was harvested six weeks early mm. and then, and then sprayed with ethylene gas to get it to speed ripen. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad when you think about it, isn't it? But it's true. And that will happen. You're right. I, I, I do agree. I think you're right about that. I think that that, 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 that yeah. will control it over it. So yeah. Another nice fault. That's what I love about it. It's like the education aspect is like when you, I get so excited because I know that nine out of 10 times, if I can get someone to just grow one plant and be successful on, on the first grow and they're able to smoke their first weed that they grew themselves, man, they're like a, a proud peacock strutting around. Like, you know, they just, uh, you know, I don't know, won a prize or something, but, uh, and that just is so infectious. Like we were talking, I mean, it's just like, I live off that man. I love yeah. that energy. It's the same with the first growers on the forum. The, the, the excitement that you see when they, they do, they've got that first homegrown. But that, that's what I said, but the, the experience comes with the patience because you know, you know it should be taking like five, seven, ten days to dry properly, but suddenly they're on the forum three days later with their first mug. It's like, no, what did you do? Get a fan on that, you know what I mean? But it, it's, it's, it's the excitement, and that's, that's where the experience comes in. I think the patience. And I love, I love the beginner grower's attention to detail. You don't get that from any experienced grower. No. You're not like... Hey, I checked it yesterday and today, and the, the leaf moved over half an inch. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. It's mad. That's a real good way of saying it because I do, I get messaged. Uh, Mama Bear in chat, this is just on her first one. She'd message me every day, send me a picture or something like, Is this right? I'll just leave it. Don't panic. It's fine. It's going to be all right. But I can tell she's panicking out at the other end of the phone. It's like, It's fine. Don't worry about it. But, yeah. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> 
It's like a newborn child for new growers, though, isn't it? It's literally. Oh yeah. Oh my god! It's it's got a green bit of stuff on its nose. It, you wipe it. You you probably drop something on it. Like, it's fine. <laughs> the difference between your first child and second child huge. Same way. Like is it alive? One, yeah, That'll the do. first one you're worrying everything. You know, second one. Uh, have you seen them in the last hour or so? <laughs> it's quiet. Something's being destroyed. Right. That was always the telltale for me. As soon as I could, it was peace and quiet, then instantly, what is going on? Happy <laughs> <sighs> days. That's fine. I think we've taken up enough of your time, mate. That's two, two and a half hours. Um, I can't time. tell you, mate, for sitting here talking to you, you could just, you, you're saying it like I'm not like I'm looking ass here, but you, I can tell the community's better for having you in it, and I've and I've learned a lot sitting there talking to you. And you're just a genuine. You can you can just tell with people, genuine. You're a genuine nice person, and I'm I'm really happy to have properly sat down with you, basically. And I can really appreciate that you come on here with us for our first one. It's, it's it means a lot. So thank you. Wait, well, hey, it was like I said. I'm honored, man. I I really I fucking love your show. You, I'm always in it, man. And so I know you've been to be the first one, man. I'm like, yeah, sign me up. I'm rushing home, man. I'm doing 80 on the expressway. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, it's been really good, honestly. And thank you. Uh, just um, obviously check Spartan out and Spartan, uh, Spartan Grown on Instagram and um, have a look. We'll let them know anywhere else they can find you, Spartan. Yeah, they can find me at uh, Mitten Canico on Instagram. That's the workplace or uh, all over YouTube, man. You can find me growing my fellow growers, uh, GML show on Friday nights, um, Michigan Bros Grow Show. Those are my people. Those are those are those are my guys and gals. Those are my inner circle, we'll call it. And then uh, I don't think. Oh, Eagle Gardens. Eagle Gardens has a show talking shit with Eagles. I did one interview with him and I try to be, you'll find me in chat there. You might not find me in those shows, always on the shows. Uh, most of them I'm on them, but uh, if I'm not on them. I'm in the chat and all the other weed shows. I try to be in the chat as much as possible because I don't want <laughs> <laughs> I eat, I sleep, I dream and I live this stuff, man. So I just, yeah. I just immerse myself in it. Uh, it comes across. You could, it's, 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 I'd love to have you on again, if possible in the future. And what we're going to do, we're going to stick to the plan and talk about some growing because it's just been us sitting here sort of listening and learning. Which is, have we been interviewing us? It's our way around next time. But yeah, man. <laughs> No, it's been absolutely. But hey, I would be happy anytime you let me know. I'll come back if you need to fill a spot. Somebody cancels on you, I'm there for you. If I can do it, I'll be there, man. So cool, you let man. Me know. I, I had a fucking excellent time. Nice one. Happy days. What is it Shane calls you? The most positive man in cannabis. Like, yeah, yeah. We've got to keep that rolling, man. It's yeah, definitely, definitely contagious. That's working. So, yeah. So, um, everyone in chat, thank you very much. Um, and GMO, obviously, spot on grown. Thank you very much. Um, Check out the forum of Want to See Us and um, obviously check out Spot and Grow, YouTube, Instagram and everything else. So stay safe out there, people, and um, take care. Yeah, smoke right. easy. <laughs>